officially started the audio we're going to be using for the podcast. Let's go ahead and bring the first video element up in there, or the only video element up in here. Let's go ahead and get that started. Those people can start hearing us behind the scenes and shit. Over here talking shit. And then we start bringing in Instagram in just a bit. So they can say, I can get that behind the scenes shit. I know how much you guys really enjoy that. That's what y'all really care about. Y'all don't even care about me. Y'all just be wanting the behind the scenes stuff. That's all that is. I get it. Like, you don't like me. You just like my doggy style. Ain't that how that go? <laughs> oh, man. I ain't gonna lie. I was, I was having... And I, I'm gonna tell you what. Okay, let, let's, let's make this... I guess the best way to say this. I had one of those life events today where I was like, I don't know if I want to do a podcast. But then... I also know how I, how hard I am on myself, and also how I hold people around me accountable. And I and I'm like, you know what? I cannot not have a podcast just because life wants to be an asshole. Because you know what? Life will always find a way to be an asshole, and you can't put you can't keep benching yourself every time your asshole hurts. Like you just gotta fucking you know deal with them hemorrhoids. I don't know how the fuck we talk about assholes and hemorrhoids, but I got Instagram with us now. You guys got enough pre-show. I think it's time for me to start the official show. Is everybody ready? Is everybody ready? The levels is good. The levels is good. The levels, the levels is good. What a boy. Okay, okay, okay. Big man. You want to hear some hot takes? Let's see how woke you are. You know something about podcasts? Hell, diga, man. You kidding me or what, man? I got these three drunk uncles with a sports podcast. They say they got fire takes. Pure fuego. You find them wherever you listen to podcasts at. If it's what they say it is, you like and you subscribe. Listen, like, and subscribe, yeah. You know how to call into the show? Yeah, man. Do the Podbean app. You'll need headphones with a mic to call it. I'm glad to hear That's that. That's no problem. Put a smile on my face. They'll up? also be at Sharky's. 8.07 p.m. on the first Wednesdays of the month. You may get some free Bluetooth. And they keep receipts. So, if anything happens in the sports world, Mighty's gonna drop a take faster than a rabbit gets fucked. There's only three things I have in this world. My word my balls, and this podcast, and I don't break them for nobody. My T Sports Season 7. I guess that's my cue, ain't it? Okay. So let's get cued the fuck up. I even gave you guys the, the, the detour. Let's do this shit there. Good evening and welcome back to another edition of the My T Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only talent, Omar Taylor. It is another in Fuego day in the hottest city in the world. It is November 29th. Thanksgiving just passed. 
December. Folks, you realize this, what I just told you? December 1st is two days away, and so is the next live viewing of the Mighty Sports Podcast. You guys make sure you find your butts down to Sharkies on Wednesday night, 8.07 p.m. We will be recording live. And folks, we got a big show for you today. Of course, you can tell I'm, a, I'm in a good mood. That means the Knicks must have risen and shown. Yes, folks, the Knicks rise and shine. We got Cam being crypto bench. We got Lincoln Riley out. I got a 2K update for you guys. We're going to talk about Uncle Murder. From Uncle Theo Chocolate to Uncle Murder. We're going to talk about it all. I just see my sugars popped up in my Instagram feed. You understand? I see you watching me, love watching you, watching me, loving you, watching me, loving you, watching me, loving you. I see you. Of course, you know we're gonna talk about. Blue, we're gonna give you our Bluetooth promo code for this week's folks. We got actually. I just mentioned Sharkies Wednesday. Make sure you guys beat. Make sure you guys are there. We got New York winning ugly. We got the Mets with a new ace, folks. We have a big show for you as always on a Monday, folks. Mondays don't have to be mundane. They can just be manageable. They could just be manageable. It is November 29th. They said we were going to have highs of 78, lows of 58. Current temperature right now is 64 degrees. That's why I'm wearing half of a sleeve, right? Because it's kind of cold, but it's kind of not. But really, I wanted you guys to know we want to make America happy again. Oh, yeah, folks. (laughs) I see my sugar's over here. She's excited. Folks, big show, big show. Season 7, episode 35, excerpt 368 of the Mighty Sports Podcast. As my boy Chill Will will say, Ayo DJ Mighty, let's go ahead and start the podcast off like we normally do. And can you please drop that birthday beat for us? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's your birthday. We said it's your birthday. Check it. Check it. You know how we get this podcast started with the birthday party. Because it's your birthday, we sing happy birthday. Check it, check it, yeah. Check it, check it. Okay, it's time for me to do the birthday dance. Cause my sugars have no clue what the hell I'm, to- I'm doing yet. But I told her, she gonna have to ask the world. She gonna have to record me and ask the world what the hell is going on. So yeah, yeah, it's your birthday. We said it's your birthday. Check it, check it, yeah. Check it, check it. Cause it's your birthday, we sing happy birthday Check it, check it, yeah Check it, check it <laughs> Yo, I'll tell you, I, I am a, I am a torturer of a lover, right? Like, I, I express my, I express my love, like, my love language is semi-torture, right? <laughs> In sentence, like, I torture my nieces, I would torture my, I, uh, uh Torture my nieces and nephews with retorted shit. I, I torture my girlfriend with retorted shit. I I, I torture my friends with oversharing retorted shit. Like I, I am a mini torturer of, of, of like that's my love language. I like I like to overshare sometimes. <laughs> that's why I got a podcast. So I can overshare all the fuck I want. But I without anybody having to worry about that shit. You couldn't even see the dance. But make sure next time you guys see my dance. It's my new dance. I'm telling you. I'm adopting that dance. Wait, wait, wait till the next time I go into a group, a room full of my friends. I'm gonna bop over the dance. Uh, 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 uh. My, my girlfriend is gorgeous, by the way. Thank you very much, Poe. Thank you very, very much. You hear that, Sugars? Poe said you're gorgeous. Like, listen, you guys gotta tell that shit because I tell her that shit. You, you know how that is. Like, 
It's like, oh shit, that shit for me every day. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, her energy is amazing. Her energy is, is absolutely a freaking amazing. Yeah, I, lo- I love every bit of it. And she a cancer like me too. Like yeah, so so you know so you know we we be getting we be getting wild with it. You know what I mean? We we, 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 we be using our pincers on each other. <laughs> All right. First birthday, let's start it off, right? We got a birthday for November 27th. That goes out to my homegirl, Nilda Alvarez, right? I hope I'm pronouncing your name right, right? I'm Nildia. It's Spanish. Nidia? Nilda? N-I-L-D? It's Spanish, right? So, but, more than anything else, she's a homegirl that used to work at Bruise Room, right? When we we used to over-occupy Bruise Room. And then after that, I believe that she was doing a Star Wars podcast with with my homeboy Fluffy over there on the over there on the on the dopish pod on the dopish podcast network she was doing she um they were doing a Star Wars um um, um podcast together now I believe she does a Star Wars podcast solely with her with her with her very new fiance because not only was it her birthday on the 27th but they went to some kind of convention, like Comic Con or Rent-a-Com or 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 or, 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 or you know whatever it is, uh, or or Cosplay-a-Com, you know, and it looked like they got engaged, you know. I, and I, I'm just assuming they got engaged because all of a sudden, you know, you see a picture, you see a ring, and she's like, oh, in 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 dress up a com of all places. I can't believe this. I said yes. So definitely congratulations. Make sure you guys check it, check it, yeah. Check it, check it. Yeah, so happy birthday and congratulations to Nidia. Also want to say happy birthday to, to, to Demi Johnson. Demi Johnson is an old battle buddy of mine. Now, if I'm not mistaken, I think we have the battle buddies from Fort Bragg. That's all I got. That's all the information I got on that one. Right? So let's move on. Next up, we got happy birthday. Happy birthday to another battle buddy of mine. Happy birthday to my homeboy Shram Bruce Tago, right? Battle buddy from from Germany. I'm gonna come back to Shran, right? Because we got a story about Shran. Since and, and since and since and since we only got one more birthday shout out to go, let's at least save Shran for last, right? So we wanna have a happy birthday shout out to, to Noel Espada. Noel Espada happens to be the the brother of one fluffy that we just talked about. Producer, owner, CEO, creative genius of the Dopish Podcast Network. Yeah, that's his brother right there. I also not only wanna say happy birthday to him, I also wanna congratulate him. If I'm not mistaken, he's dropping another hit single. If you don't know what I mean by another hit single. Folks, here on the Mighty Sports Podcast, when you have a child, I call it you dropping a hit single, folks. <laughs> so, he's about to drop another hit single. I think he's something like Jay-Z at this point. He already has like eight hit singles or some shit like that. He got eight t- eight chart toppers. So, we want so we want oh, there goes Ron, Ron up in the building as, we, as I was about to take a, take a story about one of my battle buddies. Speaking of, when the fuck you retiring, B? Check it. Check it. Welcome, welcome to the birthday party of the Mighty Sports Podcast. You guys know how we like to start off the podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's your birthday. We said it's your birthday. Because it's your birthday. We said it's your birthday. Check it, check it. Ah. No time soon. You've already done like 24 years. That's right, you're going for the full 30, ain't you? You going for the full boat. You going for the full rod. I get it. I get it. I get it. It, it feels like 26. I know it's only been. I know it's been only 21. 
but it feels like 26 years. <laughs> I feel like I've known you for 26 years already. <laughs> oh, shit. Wait, wait. Yeah, I kind of still feel like I've known you for 26 years. <laughs> Alright, let's continue with the birthday party, right? So I have a birthday shout out to my homeboy. To my, not as a homeboy, but also to my battle buddy, Bruce Shron. Uh, Shron Bruce Tago. Now, Shron. I got a lot of stories about Shron. I got a lot of stories about Shron. I'm gonna try to keep it to the one that paints him in the best light possible, right? Because none of us can overcome this possible scenario. And that is, brand new soldier in the army. Was he brand new soldier? Yeah, brand new soldier in the army coming to your first duty station. And you're trying to drink with the residential barracks drink champs which was me and p at the top me and andres my my the, the person that made made me the godfather to his um to his first kid you know what i mean like can you have multiple godfathers because i feel like i just want to drop like my like my first kid with like five godfathers but like yo here goes my mount rushmore here goes your mount rushmore for real you have a Mount Rushmore of Godfathers. Like, I don't know, like, fuck that, fuck that shit they got out of the rock and wherever the fuck they got that big-ass rock out. This is your, this is your Plymouth Rock or your... Did I hear a horn? Nope, damn shit. But this is your Mount Rushmore of Godfathers. I wanna, I wanna, like, give my, my godson, like, four Godfathers. Like, like, just, just drop them like that. Or Godmothers. You know, same shit. You know what I'm trying to say. Bam, bam. Mount Rushmore. Just drop them all one time. Like, I ain't trying to have four kids so I can have four different godparents. Like, no. I just need to have, like, one kid and drop four godparents on him. That's why everybody can feed into that burden. They say it takes a community anyway. Why can I have a community of godparents? I'm going to think about that. I may have to change some shit up. You know how I am. Welcome to the birthday party again. Yes, you guys already know. I get derailed. Where was the birthday party or it's normal? Only thing I'm drinking right now is water. So you can't blame it on the alcohol. But like we used to have to do it to my homeboy Shron Bruce Tago as we're giving a birthday shout out to him. So I gotta tell the story. He wanted to he wanted to start drinking with the drink champs of the barracks, right? And he's over here, he's over here drinking henny. And no doubt, back then I drank henny, right? Nothing but pure henny. Right? And dark liquor henny. But it's that you know what? I'm lying. It wasn't just pure henny. Because we're in Germany. I drank a little bit of vodka too. But I, but I really did the vodka when I went out because I used to do vodka and Red Bull. It's the only way you can get me to drink Red Bull. So, you know how it goes, right? You get your Red Solo cup, and you fill it up and have a party. But basically, we're talking about you fill up your Henny up into the very top line of the Red Solo cup, and then you splash in as, as whatever little bit of Coke that you have left. We used to go through a bottle of Henny a night. Right? In like three, four cups. You understand? When we used to buy Henny, we used to have to buy them like three, four bottles at a time just for the night. But also, that's back when Henny was 1999. I know. Here, I ain't gonna lie. Right? Hearing that Henny used to be 1999 automatically takes me to the days where like my grandfather used to be like, Hey, I remember when gas was 25 cents. Like, shit, gas was 25 cents? Like, nigga, Henny was 19.99? Shit, you old as fuck. <laughs> right now, you can't find a Henny bottle for less than 30. But also, 
as you guys know how we do on the Body Sports Podcast. If you're going to be drinking Henny, also make sure you invest into Henny because Louis Vuitton, Moet, and Hennessy are all underneath the same stock symbol. Yes, LVMH. Yes, folks. They've been targeting you three different kind of ways that you wouldn't even know. But you go ahead and you buy some stock into, into them because as we can see, since like the early 80s, Louis Vuitton, Moet, and Henny ain't going nowhere. We, we go drink Henny on the weekends, we drinking Moet on we drinking Moet on New Year's, and we wearing Louis Vuitton all year long. Invest into that shit. Just buy hundred dollars worth of the stock. Buy, you know what I mean? Just do that shit. You won't regret it. Check it. Check it. So back to Bruce. <laughs> right? He's over here trying to drink with the drink. He's trying to drink with the drink champs. And we over here pulling up our cups of Henny. And, and me and P, we, we pour our cup up. And we're like, hey, yo, Shron. Because by then, I didn't call nobody by their last name. I made it my point to know everybody's first name. And when we got out of you, actually, once we got off the clock, and especially when we got inside the barracks, I made sure I called everybody by their first name. I, I, I made sure I really personalized. That's why probably a lot of people love me back then. Because everybody was like, hey, yo, Taylor. They're like, hey, my name ain't Taylor. Be call me Tony. Like, like when I'm out of uniform, you catch me in the bags. What you did call me my fucking last name? You can you see me in uniform right now? Am I working? I'm off the club. I'm trying to have a fucking drink. Taylor's my Taylor's the motherfucker that works for the army. Right now I ain't working for the army. Right now I'm getting drunk and drunk. You call me Tony. You call me T. You call me anything that you want, but you don't call me motherfucking Taylor. Well, I may have to stitch your ass up real quick. You know what I'm saying? Put a couple of seams in you. Taylor made light bars. <laughs> so we asked we we we, we asked Ron. We're like, hey yo. How would you like your drink? He goes, and not for nothing, right? He talked mad low, right? What is that? He talked mad low, but he but he was like an OG cool smooth with that shit. So he was like, nah, dad, man, just gonna like, make it how you guys make it. We're like, make it how we make it. Like, you know we bonafide alcoholics already, right? Like, you don't want to make it how we make it. Like, we make it to, to the point where you have to go to the club and you have to dance and sweat this liquor off. Uh, we're playing dominoes in space tonight, B. <laughs> right? If you ain't really drink like this, are you sure you want to do this? And we asked him. We explained this to him. I'm not going to lie to you. I never, I wasn't a buddy fucker, right? I didn't set up my peoples for failure. I gave you fear warning. And I gave him a warning. We talked to him. He's like, hey, you sure? He's like, man, no. Like, I, you ain't no bitch. Got it. Bloop, 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 bloop. Red Solo Cup. Hey, I fill you up and have a party. And then a little bit of Coke. Not that South Florida Coke. The Coke in the can. Right? <laughs> they, they taste completely different. They both will get you wired. But they, they taste a little bit different. They smell differently, too. You know what I mean? They smell completely different. <clears throat> Next thing you know, right? We chilling. We playing. I, I think we done playing dominoes. We done playing spades. We're about maybe like three, four cups in, right? At least I am. Schwann is getting ready to like to finish like his second cup up, but he ain't doing too good. And now, now we chilling. Now we chilling in the space, right? We chilling in the personal space, right? Front doors open, right? We in the room. I'm busting niggas ass. It wasn't even 2K. It was NBA Live. I'm busting niggas ass on NBA Live. I think back then I used to run with the New Jersey Nets heavy. Heavy, heavy. That's that, that, that squad with Jason Kidd, Kenyon Martin, Vince Carter, Richard Jefferson. Woo-wee! 
I'm over here busting ass, cause that's what I did. I, I went undefeated. Never lost on those sticks. Heavy on them. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. BA start. Done. Finish him. Decapitation. Give me some push-ups. Heavy on the sticks. But out of my out of my peripheral vision, right? I noticed Bruce, he's starting to lean in his, in his chair. Right? Can't hold his head up. This motherfucker look like a bobble no I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck you doing over there giving head to a ghost? <laughs> right? Now he still ain't thrown up yet. But I told him, yo B, if you throw up in my room, I'm gonna whoop your ass. <laughs> I'm just gonna let you know this now. So if you gotta throw up, go to the bathroom now. He picks his head up. Nah, dad, I'm okay. Hello. <laughs> Yo, DJ Mighty, cut the beat. We gonna cut the beat for the rest of the story time, right? He goes, nah, dog. I'm okay, man. I'm high. Keep playing the sticks. I still see him giving head to a ghost. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I go to my guy. I'm like, yo, yo, B. Listen, it's no shame in no it's no shame if you gotta go throw up or you gotta run to the bathroom. Like you're dealing with professionals over here. We've been doing this shit. Nigga, we 21, talk about, we been doing this shit, right? <laughs> like, if you gotta go, you gotta go. But if you throw up in my room, I swear to God, B, I'm gonna smack the shit out of you, B. Nah, dog, I'm alright. Alright. Get back on the sticks. You know what I mean? Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. Select A, B, start, new combo, move. Oh, shit. Fatality, beast mode. <laughs> Nom the pom pom. <laughs> right? <laughs> and next thing you know, I see Bruce, whatever whatever ghost that he was giving head to, right? I guess he couldn't take that motherfucker's thoughts. I'm like, yo, you better. <sighs> he gets up and he finally starts to try to make it to, <laughs> to get out my room, right? So that he can, so that he could go run to the bathroom. Now, seventy-five percent of my room had a carpet, and twenty-five percent didn't. Thank God for that twenty-five percent. It was that twenty-five percent right by the door. Right by the door didn't have a carpet. No, no carpet. There's a nice little space that way I can squeak and squeak and squeak. I can mop that little piece. Get that, get that little space to shine. Bam! Look what I did, saw major. I got my shit all shined up for you. Squeak and squeak and squeak and squeak. Right? Get, you know what I mean? Get my Mr. Clean on. That new lean Mr. Clean though back then, you know? Uh, uh, you know what I mean? <clears throat> so this motherfucker starts running out the room. Right? He's already started throwing up in his cup. But it's more throw up than the cup can hold. So he's there and he's going... Gag, you know what I mean? Gagging on whoever he was, he was blowing. So... He gets past the carpet. But as soon as he gets past the carpet, he trips on, I'm going to say, the, the carpet on ear, or the person, or the ghost that he was fucking with was like, where the fuck you going? Boop, stuck the fill out, come back here. <laughs> so, he literally trips, and he falls with the cup, literally right at my front door, not outside the door, right in front of the, right inside. 
cup goes down. He goes down on the cup, and he smears through it out the door like a slip and slide, filled with his own vomit. <laughs> True to my word, I did kick the shit out of him probably a couple of times. I was like, man, take your motherfucking ass to the goddamn bathroom, and when you come back, you better clean this shit the fuck up. <laughs> Literally started kicking him in the ass, right? Kicking him right in the pants. <laughs> so then he goes... Goes to the bathroom, right? Gets all that shit out. Gets all that shit out. He comes back, and and thank God he like he had he had some good battle buddies because some I, I know I didn't clean that shit up, and I know that he didn't clean that shit up. <laughs> but somebody cleaned that shit up, and it wasn't the ghost. Somebody cleaned up all that shit. So now we get Bruce. This is still day one. This is the very first time we meet him, people. <laughs> so now. We get him back to his room. He had now these now these rooms that you that that they had in the barracks. They, they the key opened it from the inside and the outside. So if you locked the door from the outside and you didn't have the key on the inside, you were locked in your room. We uh, he had no trash can, so what we did is that we grabbed one because I told you he was brand new to the barracks, so he still had a big ass box, right? So we took one of his boxes. And we dumped a whole roll of toilet, of not toilet paper, but that brown, rough-ass sandpaper, hand paper in that motherfucker. And we was like, yo, if you got to throw up, throw up in that bitch. So, he, so no doubt, he starts throwing up in that motherfucker. Don't know what happened. I guess the Ghostbuster came back and pushed the motherfucker in the box. Really was upset that he didn't finish that job earlier. <laughs> so, not only did he slip and slide in this motherfucker, but he also decided to go swim in this bitch like it was a mini pool. We locked him in his room for the rest of the night. We're like, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> we came back and got him like 7 o'clock in the morning. That's when we that's when we found him swimming in the pool. <laughs> oh, happy birthday, Shron. Bruce to go. That's the story of the very first time we ever met him. And now, if you listen to this podcast in the past, you may have heard me tell a story of two about him in the past. I'm not gonna tell those stories today, because this is his birthday. But uh, but, Sean, don't get too drunk, because I don't know <laughs> if you've if you've up your limit yet. <laughs> but we can't be having that shit happening to you. So, hey, yo, DJ Mighty, drop me that birthday beat one more time so I can send everybody out the way. Alright. So, to Nildia, and to Demi, and to Noel, and to Shron, we wish you all a happy birthday. We hope you party hard. We hope you enjoy everything. And more important, you know, not more important. Also, regret nothing. But more importantly, Get your weekend and Bernie on and continue to stay mighty. Hey, DJ Mighty, go ahead and cut that beat. There we go. I'll tell you, the birthday party is real. Birthday party. It took up the first half an hour of the podcast, but that's okay, though. Sometimes the birthday party leads into story time, right? And you guys already know, there is no better story or there is no better time that I have as a sports fan I wish my uh, sugars. This is when you need to call into Podbean because <laughs> I, listen, she has a story to tell you guys. 
She really does have a story to tell you guys, and I would love for you guys to hear the story that she has. <laughs> right? Because there, I ha there's no better time that I have than when my New York Knicks are winning. Yes, folks, you know what time it is. We go from one party to the next. We go from the birthday celebration to that Knicks talk, that Knicks talk, DJ Mighty, as my boy Chill Will would say. You know we got that Knicks talk, that Knicks talk. Whether they win or lose, whether they blow out Trey Young or they don't, you know we stay with that Knicks talk, that Knicks talk. I'm happy! <laughs> that the Knicks won. Woo! Shit! Hey, my motherfucking weekend. You guys have no clue. So, I think you guys already know by now that I am a sports fanatic. And being a sports fanatic means that sometimes your mood goes along with how well your team may or may not have done. It, it really is. It really is. That's how you really know your sports fanatic has gone to a uncontrollable level beyond your own mental capacity anymore. Where your team's wins and losses can literally fuck up a 24-hour time period for you. Or a week. Or however long. That's why I'm so happy that basketball season started after the football season. Because, holy shit, I had to get into basketball mode. Because I'm telling you, now you understand, if you had... If you had friends out there that were Knicks fans, Jets fans, and Mets fans, why they were so miserable for so long. But now you don't have that issue anymore. Knicks are actually in a position to make their fan base happy. And that's all we're looking for right now is some happiness. Like, we ain't trying to argue with you. Like, we happy. We happy. We used to be big mad. But we happy now. As the Knicks improved to 11-9. 55 win percentage. Second in the division. Second in the division. Now, I have to make sure I talk about the division ranking first. Because second in the division means that you're... Seventh in the conference. Seventh in the conference means that, yes, you're in the postseason, but you're in what's now considered the play-in games. One game elimination. Which, I'm okay with in a, in a weird sense. Because if we, were to, if we were to have this one game elimination right now, I'm going to talk about that. You see questions coming up already about why do I think about Kimball Walker getting benched and being taken out the rotation. I'm glad you posted that question. Is that, that actually is funny because we actually started addressing this on the last podcast or on last week's podcast. And now to see it, now to see a little bit of that come to fruition, the, a little bit, of, a little bit of those seeds that we started to plant, started to see them grow like that sense of mania growing in my backyard. It's a beautiful thing, as my co-host KJ would see. He loves to see it. Loves to see it. Love to see it, love to see it. I was trying to do that earlier, wasn't I? Wasn't I? Wasn't I? I see, I knew something was off. So, New York Knicks, right? They're seventh, they're seventh in the seventh in the conference. Their last win was against one Atlanta Hawks. 
who they beat 99 to 90. Which, as I tell you, Knicks being seventh in the conference also means if they were to have the playing game right now, they'll be playing the Atlanta Hawks. And I'm telling you, don't let last year fool you. Yo, you thought that young was still good, right? Fuck Trey Young! Fuck Trey Young! Fuck Trey Young! Fuck Trey Young! And also, if you didn't know, I'm from New York, and you know what? Tom Brady's a fucking bitch! Let's go, Knicks! Let's go, Knicks! Let's go, Nick! Yo, you thought Trey Young was still good? What the fuck, baby? So, coming into this game, the New York Knicks were taking, it on, taking on the Atlanta Hawks. New York Knicks were 11 and 9, if I'm not mistaken. The Atlanta Hawks were 11 and. No, 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 no. They were 10 and 9 at that time. Where are they? Hold on, hold on, hold on a second, one second. Fuck their record. Their record doesn't matter. Like The Rock said, it doesn't matter what your record was. But the more important thing about what was going on there was that the Atlanta Hawks were coming off of a seven-game win streak. That was really the most important thing there. They were hot. You understand? They had three wins. They were sitting like three and ten. Three and nine-ish. And they railed off seven straight dubs. Seven straight dubs. They came, they, they, they came facing the Knicks hot. We went into their building. We went into hot Atlanta. That's exactly what they were saying, right? Hot. Nate McMillan. 699 dubs. Looking for win 700. Going against the New York team that they eliminated that they eliminated in the playoffs. The team that helped put Trey Young on the map. This is part of the reasons why they call New why they call Madison Square Garden. That building. The Mecca of basketball. Because once you put on a show there, the whole entire world knows your name. And I swear, baby. But last night you played like do 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 do. So you know how I feel about that. Yo, you thought Trey Young was still good, right? Fuck Trey Young! Fuck Trey Young! Fuck Trey Young! Fuck Trey Young! Knicks had no Derrick Rose, and they had no Kimball Walker. And this was basically like a double whammy for from what happened in their previous game. Previous game that they played against Phoenix. Got blown out. Phoenix, Phoenix is another team on a massive win streak. Phoenix, number one team in the West right now, if I'm not mistaken, without looking. <laughs> Last game, they had no Derrick Rose, which immediately I didn't find problematic. I've been saying since last year sometime that the future point guard for the New York Knicks is on this roster somewhere. And I and I fully believe that. And I still believe that. That the future point guard for the New York Knicks is on this team. And I believe that last year before Kimber Walker came here. Now what do we tell you already? Kimber Walker went the first time as soon as Kimber Walker came. We didn't expect Kimber Walker to play all, uh, to all 82 games. We expected him to miss at least 15. 
we said the same thing about Derrick Rose, which we thought was a good thing for us. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't the end of the world because of my thoughts. We have Emmanuel quickly, and I still and I still believe that he can lead this team. Wait, is Monday Night Football on Amazon Prime? Hold on, who's playing tonight? I'm, I'm trying to catch this Monday Night Football game, and I and I and I, and I, I can't I can't focus I can't focus. <laughs> so, with Rose being out, you got a chance to see more Emmanuel quickly. But I also, but I also, I was also under the belief that we would also get a chance to see more Deuce McBride, and and excuse me, and more Quentin Grimes. Thank you. <coughs> oh, see, oh, sorry, Seahawks versus versus the Washington team football, or as we like to call the what the fuck team. I don't know why I thought that was on. That was on the Peacock. That's Sunday Night Football. Monday Night Football. Is that on Amazon Prime? No, that's Thursday Night Football. Right? Okay. So, I got to go my unconventional way. Ah, that's ESPN that has Monday Night Football. Okay. This is what happens when you don't... <laughs> this is what happens when you don't have conventional cable anymore, right? So, back to what I said. No Derrick Rose, no Kimball Walker for this game with the Knicks. And this was also part of a problem that, that kind of rolled in from last game. But not a problem that we didn't already address or believe that the Knicks addressed with the addition of Kimball Walker. They didn't you know, add in Derrick Rose, but also with the young guys that they added, Quinton Grimes and, and Deuce McBride. We thought that, any, that basically them missing games would mean that these two individuals will start getting more time. We're starting to see that a little bit. So far, we haven't gotten a Deuce, a, um, a Deuce McBride sighting yet. What I thought was a Deuce McBride sighting was actually just an Emmanuel Quickly sighting with his hair out. <laughs> yes, folks. I thought Emmanuel Quickly with his hair out was Deuce McBride. Now... No Kimba, no Derrick Rose please me. Then we get back and we see no Kimba and no Derrick Rose. Which now means that you're going to have to start some one of these young guys. Or you're going to have to put one of these young guys in the rotation. Check mark for Quentin Grimes. Against a young Atlanta team. Which I'm happy for because one of the things I thought was a problem last year when we started playing Atlanta. Was having to start Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose coming off the bench... And I've said this last year, and I'm going to continue to say, Derrick Rose, when he comes off the bench, he brings a change. Of, he was bringing a change of pace to the game, which was which what was really helping us to get runs at the end of games or get runs when he came in was the defense having to now adjust to a completely different change of pace and body movement from Derrick Rose than they were used to from the other starting point guards the Knicks had. Once you start a Derrick Rose, there is no change of pace to get used to. You can just get used to his pace. Once you lock in on his pace, there is nothing else for the Knicks or no other gear that the Knicks had to go to. That's how you lose to Atlanta, 4-1. to one. The one win they had was a change of pace game. But they thought that was 
They thought that that meant start Derrick Rose. So now, we, now with out Derrick Rose and no Kimber Walker, you wonder where the Knicks going to go to to get their starting point guard. Are they going to put Emmanuel quickly in there? The second year, the second year guard that, that as of right now, is the second leader of the bench squad behind Derrick Rose. So you want to call him the the co-captain to the bench squad? Because when he comes in the game from the bench, he has a complete green light. Or were they gonna start maybe Deuce McBride or Quentin Grimes? We doubt if that probably was gonna be the case because those guys haven't played and they're both rookies. We already know how Tom Tip regardless of how much Tom Thibodeau was changing, when your back's against the wall or when you're not truly thinking, your body goes into muscle memory mode. And muscle memory says that Tom Thibodeau doesn't like to start young guards. Or play young players. Unless you fully proved him that you are worth it or he has no choice. We got a little bit of no choice. Emmanuel quickly plays this game because he has proven that he want that that he has it. Quentin Grimes and, and Deuce McBride right now still haven't proved it. They're gonna have to get lucky, and when they get lucky, because he has no choice but to but to play them, then you have to ball the fuck out. The young legs for the New York Knicks were the key in this game against the against the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks had something to play for. We know that we know that Atlanta wanted to come back in here and, and try to and try to embarrass and beat the New York Knicks. They were on the seven game winning streak. They weren't trying to lose. They, they, you know they were trying to extend it and try to get an eighth straight. And also it was also Nate McMillan six hundred and he had he came to this game with six hundred and ninety nine victories. They were trying to get him a seven hundredth win. Think about how all those stars were aligning. You get to play the you get to play the team that helped put you on the map last year in the playoffs. You get your seven hundredth win and you get an eighth straight win for the team. They had a lot riding on this game, and the New York Knicks went in there and they and they treated them like Scorpion for Mortal Kombat. They, they threw an arrow in their heart and they ripped that shit the fuck out. And then they went into the Marion mode and put an ice box where their heart used to be. Right. Light bars, light bars. I keep telling you. And after the victory, right? I should say after the victory. We're still here in the game. So none of the young guys got the start. Who got the start was one Alex Burke. Alex Burke is another individual that, like, like Derrick Rose and Kimber Walker, don't expect him to play all all 82 games. But neither do I expect that from Evan Fournier. Which is why you have this influx of young talent. Because so, RJ Barrett, I expect him to play all 82 games. Emmanuel Quickly, I expect him to be available for all 82 games. Quinton Grimes, available all, all 82 games. Deuce McBride, available for all 82 games. I expect that. I need that. I want that. So Alex Burke is the one that actually got the nod with no Derrick Rose and no Kemba Walker. Which was also kind of an extension from what we saw from the Knicks last year when they didn't know what to do at point guard position. This year isn't a woe is me moment. There isn't, oh my God, what are the Knicks going to do at point? Oh my God, who's going to get the ball? Oh my God, who's going to... It's no more of that. 
Alex Burke, you get the nod. We saw we saw some of this from you last year. We're gonna continue with this this year. Before Alex Burke was a six foot six shooting guard, he used to be a six foot two point guard. All the way through college, or a good portion through college, or through high school. And <laughs> I think I like his first year of college. What the hell is on my leg? So they gave the nod to Alex Burke, which again, it's a veteran guy that Tom Thibodeau trusts. So he gives him the nod. Alex Burke doesn't look inadequate at point guard position. Also, the other added advantage of it, we know he's gonna be playing. You know, he's, we know he's gonna play. You know, he's gonna play defense. And then now you have him on Trey Young. So now, if now if you look at the New York Knicks, their starting their their starting backcourt goes Alex Burke, Evan Fournier, and Ju and R.J. Barrett. Let me pull that back for you. Their starting backcourt goes six foot seven, six foot six, six foot seven, nobody lighter than 215 pounds. That's a lot of leaning on people. That's a, that's a big lineup. I'm not upset with it. Because you know what Alex Burke did in that game? Seven boards. Not the assist that we that we needed from him, but seven boards. Because who would have thought that the cure to the New York Knicks point guard problem would be just put enough guards out there that can get their own shot, in a sense. Or guys that can take guys off the dribble, collapse the defense, pass the ball out. Even if they're not a quintessential point guard, that technically is the duties of a point guard. Penetrate the hole. Right? <laughs> Either finish at the rim. Right? So you finish with the rim job. Or you kick out. Or you pull out. So you penetrate the hole, finish with the rim job, or you pull out. That's the jobs of a point guard. And every single wingman that they have, Evan Fournier, Emmanuel Quickly still kind of consider a combo guard only because he's 6'3", but Emmanuel Quickly, Alex Burke, Evan Fournier, RJ Barrett, they, they all have those same kind of characteristics and can possess those same skills. Dribble, drive, dish. Ain't that the name of the game? I know we call it basketball or round ball, but ain't that the name of the game, dribble, dive, and dish? I don't have a problem with Kimball, with the New York Knicks bench with Kimball Walker. I wasn't expecting Kimball Walker to play all 82 games. I actually was a little surprised that Kimball Walker got the automatic nod. Again, I believe the future point guard for the Knicks is already on this team. I'm... I have no gripes about Kimber Walker being benched. And they said, oh, why did you get him for la, la, la? You got him to have depth at the point guard position, which you do now have still, whether he's starting or whether he's on the bench. 
You have depth at point guard position. You have veteran leadership at point guard position. Whether he's starting or whether he's on the bench. Think about now Kimball Walker coming off the bench playing against playing playing, playing against second role playing against role players. Him and Derrick Rose playing against role players. Him being able to get now dribble penetration for Obi Toppins. Or this new young guy, Sims. Which it's ex which is really what really happened for the New York Knicks is that it was their young players that got them this win. But what all players were there though? We just told you Kimber Walker and Ju and and, and and Derrick Rose were on the um, yeah I mean Kimber Walker and Derrick Rose were on the bench. That's that's, two, that's their two oldest players. Taj Gibson on Taj Gibson wasn't playing either. Three oldest players. The next one is Julius Randle and Alex Burke. That's their two experienced guys now. Those two seven to nine year players. That's that's those guys. I don't even know if, if... I think he may have just out being in seven years. That's around Julius Randle. But everything was the young guys. Emmanuel Quickly, Sims, R.J. Barrett, um, 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 Mitchell Robinson. Even a little bit of Quentin Grimes. What we saw was no vet to more youth. And this may be the way that the Knicks may need to go. Sims and Grimes, folks, two guys that barely get any playing time for the New York Knicks. While they were only a combined three for five for nine points, they brought nothing but defense and hustle. You saw Sims coming over and, and, and guarding and, and being an excellent weak side rim, defend, rim protector. We saw Quentin Grimes picking up Trey Young and, and ball handlers 90 feet from the moment they inbounded the ball to harass them. They brought, and both of these guys brought an ejection of youth to the Knicks. Combined, they were a plus 22. Com now, listen to what I'm telling you here. Combined, in a plus minus, they were a plus 22. The only two individuals, right, that combined for a better plus minus were the two guys that had the best plus minuses for the team. That weren't them. And that was one Emmanuel Quickly and one R.J. Barrett. Combined for a plus minus of 27. I won't be surprised as a New York Knicks fan if Evan Fournier is the next individual to get benched for other talent. Again... How am I going to feel about it? I'm okay. Because the best man needs to win the starting job. I don't need to see, which is, I'm happy to see this, than what's good, what could have been the alternative. And that is Tom Thibodeau being so stuck in his ways that even when the veteran is struggling and you can see that you should be, you should be putting in this younger influx of talent, that out of respect, or out of your own mental comfort that you want to start the vet 
even though he is being put through a ringer on defense. That game against Phoenix, Kimball Walker was targeted. He was targeted like black people on the police. He was targeted. Every chance they got, they found him. They put him in a pick and roll in a pick and roll situation, and that's what ended. That's how they end up blowing us out by twenty plus points. The worst loss the Knicks have taken under Tom Thibodeau. Because they put that motherfucker into a blender like a goddamn smoothie. So how do I feel about Kimball Walker being on the bench? That's where he belongs. Kimball Walker proved to us last year that he was no longer quite a starter. Thought he could possibly be a starter with this Knicks because it would have been a shared backfield with Emmanuel Quickly, with Derrick Rose, and you knew that... You could just keep, you can you can keep rotating time to, or find the just the right amount of time to maximize his minutes. Unfortunately, there there is no maximize his minutes when when you when you put him in the starting lineup anymore. If the tape is out on Kimba, he was always an undersized guard. And, if, and listen, and it happens to all of them eventually. Eventually, guess what? Same thing's going to happen probably to Stephen Curry. Same thing's going to happen to Trey Young. Same thing happens to them sometimes. Now, as we speak. But their but their offensive talent level is, is, is such to a point where it can't be overshadowed. That used to be Kimber Walker. He's no longer that. So who's going to step up now for the Knicks? Is Alex Burke going to be the answer at point guard for the whole entire year? I already, I already, I'm, I already believe no, only because I don't believe that he can last a whole entire year. By the end of this year, not only am I not surprised, won't be surprised if Evan Fournier is benched. I won't be surprised if, if that also leads directly into Emmanuel quickly getting the starting job. Because if you're not running Alex Burke, Evan Fournier, and R.J. Barrett. And you pull Evan Fournier out of the equation, then you could run Emmanuel quickly with Alex Burke and, and RJ Barrick. And then let all those guys come off the bench. And, and honestly, is that a bad thing? Derrick Rose, Kimber Walker, Evan Fournier coming off the bench? Because we know you we know these guys can give up can get you 15 points and, and a starting lineup. Bench roll for them may not be the worst thing. It may be a little bit humbling for them, but hey, this is a a meritocracy where you you get rewarded based off of how well you do. Now, not in not seven years in the past in Charlotte, not over the summer in the Olympics. Now. Right here. Right now. The New York games have three games coming up this week. The first one starting tomorrow, folks. November 30th, they go into Brooklyn. Not a four trip. They go into Brooklyn to take on the 14 and 6 Nets. Who are sitting number one in the division. 
in our division at that, where we sit number two at an 11 and nine. You know, pull my chest a little bit. They're also going to be taking on the Chicago Bulls on, the, on December 2nd and also Denver Nuggets on December 4th. And that's going to basically round out the New York Knicks. Thank you, Paul, as always, for sharing the podcast. And, if, and, and as well, as Paul shares the podcast, let me also make sure I share this information with you guys as well. Because as you, if you guys already know that, Poe happens to be our local residential soothsayer. Yes, folks, she is our psychic reader. So if you guys ever need a reading done, you head down to Hole shift.com that's w-h-o-l-e-e shift.com and go ahead and reserve yourself a reading today get your energy right you know Christmas is right around the corner I don't care how you see those northern lights but you get that work done speaking of seeing some northern lights I think I need to pack a bowl. Relax <laughs> my mind, let my conscience be free. <laughs> a lot of mercy. You know how that go, right? You know how that shit go. Because you guys already know, right? As much as I'm, I'm as much as I'm a Knicks fan, I am also an alumni, graduate, super come loudly from the Nate Dog School of Medicine, where the school's motto and creed and fight song is basically for you every day of your life to do one thing and one thing only, and that is to smoke weed every day. Listen, you go to school to learn to, to, to learn your future habits. And at the Nate Dogg School of Medicine, <laughs> they taught us well. Smoke weed every day. Now I know I may smoke weed every day, but I'm not high when I say that for this week's of game, uh, this week's slew of games, right? These three games, I expect the Knicks to come out with two dubs. Now I don't, I don't think they're probably gonna beat Brooklyn. Even I don't, it's not, it's not past them to beat Brooklyn. They can beat Brooklyn. I'm gonna hate watching this game. I'm gonna love watching this game. Oh my god, what am I doing? I, I gotta clear my calendar for tomorrow night. <laughs> Brooklyn versus the Knicks. Now, let's let you know. For my mood to be right, I'm going to need a Knicks win. But mentally, I think I'll be okay with however this happens. But for my mood to be right, I'm going to need a Knicks win. But this is the one game that I feel like the Knicks are going to lose this week. I feel like they're going to end up losing against the uh, losing against the Nets. But they're going to come back and they're going to beat the Chicago Bulls, who I think is a, is a harder team to beat, to be honest with you. As, as as they are currently constructed for the New York Knicks, I believe the Chicago Bulls are a harder team to beat than Brooklyn. But the New York Knicks should be coming with a little bit of chip on their shoulder. They were embarrassed by Chicago. I shouldn't say embarrassed, but they got beat by Chicago the last time. And I understand it was a nice little homecoming. Right, you had Joe King No up in the stands. They had a nice little highlight reel for for, for Derrick Rose. You see Mark popping up up in the building finally. Right, of course he comes in loud as shit. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. So they, they had a nice little video like video um video tribute to Derrick Rose. They they, they were they were wet eyes in the building. Motherfuckers was cutting onions all over the place. I couldn't stand a lot of emotions flowing. 
to the New York Knicks may not have been in the right frame of mind. I don't expect none of that to be a fucking excuse this time around. We gonna be in the motherfucking garden. They beat you the last time in whatever fucking shithole that they play in. So I expect the Knicks to come up with a dub. Not just a dub against them, a dub against Denver as well. Which, again, I believe, is a harder team to beat than the Brooklyn Nets. Just based how they match matchup-wise. But who knows? Right, you're going to get a heavy case of the Joker, and that's about it. And we have enough big bodies to throw out the Joker. Now, do we have enough disciplined big bodies to throw out the Joker? That's what the world really wants to know. But I still see a dub in the next future. So I expect the Knicks to finish out this week with two wins and um two wins and one loss. Worst case scenario, one loss. I mean, two losses and one win. Worst case scenario in my eye. Obviously, we all know what worst case scenario could really be. And we all know what best case scenario truly is. But in reality, I'm looking at I'm I'm looking at a nice little split here, two and one. Split decision. Which, according to Vegas, is basically going to explain the Knicks a whole entire season. As Vegas only has the New York Knicks winning about 41 and a half games. I know I, I keep bringing this up because we really outshined Vegas last year. We doubled what Vegas... Remember, Vegas said we was going to have like 17 wins last year. And we completely blew, the, blew that shit out the water. Maybe it was like 22 and a half. Who knows? We completely blew that shit out the water. I expect 50 wins from the Knicks this season. Maybe that's why I take this so hard. Is that I expect 50. And anything less than 50 wins from the Knicks this year is a disappointment to me. I know last year I had no standards. Like, hey, I just need you to get into the plans. Like, I, ha I had no actual standard as a number. But this year I actually have a standard. Before we start talking about my orange and blue Knicks... I have one question for for you Nick fans to think about, to consider, or just fans, period, to think about and to consider. If you are the New York Knicks, and if Evan Fournier and Kimball Walker continue to not be what you may have thought they were, what you may, now they're exactly who I thought they were. They're Depth to me. They're they gonna add to the depth of the team, which is what they need more than anything else. Is depth from people that can continuously put the ball in the hole. So if somebody ain't getting buckets and you put somebody else in, and if they ain't quite hot, then you can put somebody else and you can find that hot hand. Last year we had a lot of defenders and not no and a lot of individuals that could put the ball in the in the bucket. Now we have a good mixture of both. But just like last year, we got two guys that really can't play defense. But unlike last year, those two guys that can't play defense, their offense is on point when it is on point. But if they don't, if they're not consistent, would you be willing to trade Kimball Walker and Evan Fournier for John Wall? That is something I am curious about. Or if you're a Knicks fan, period, and John Wall goes ahead and clears waivers right around the right around the trade deadline, right, and no team picks him up, do you want John Wall to add 
to the depth of this team? Because now, can you imagine a point guard unit that deals with whoever we're starting at point guard, right? But has John Wall, Derrick Rose, and Kimber Walker? Again, I'm not expecting them to be those guys that play 35, 40 minutes for 82 games, but can you give me 25 good minutes through 67? Can I see what you used to be for 22 minutes through 67 games? Because if you could give me that, I'm not saying the Knicks are going to win a championship. What I'm saying is that they can make true noise in the East. You know what? I see this chill will just pop into the room. I'm gonna go ahead and introduce Chill Will. Actually, let me introduce all of my all, all, all everybody real quick. I got I got people popping up in the room all over the place. We have Poe has been here since minute one. She was in here when I was doing the pre-show. <laughs> right? We got we we got Ron Ron up in the building. We got Chill Will up in the building. We, we got 21 Mark Salute up in the building. Let me go ahead and send some invites, right? Because I got some questions I want answered too. I got some questions that that, that I, I don't just want to want to want to inquire and pontificate about this on my own. I, I would like a little a little bit of interaction here. Right, so let's go ahead and run. Hold on, let's go ahead and run a couple of intros. We got we got the twenty one Mark salute up in the building. I am I am I am Mark three fifty. I am I am I am Mark three fifty. I am I am I am Mark three fifty. I am I am. And also we have the other. What up? Yay yay! What up, Pope? What up? 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 I don't know who Chef Buns is, but it sounds like this motherfucker loves to cook some yams. Thanksgiving must be your favorite holiday, right? And also, we got we got the drunk Uncle Chill Will up in the building. Drop takes, don't you? Drop takes, don't you? Sir, yes, sir. Well, if you gonna drop takes. You might as well go ahead and drop them exhibitiously. Cleveland! This is for you! <coughs> Shit crazy, I'm talking. Exhibitiously. Exhibitious. <laughs> Exhibitious. <laughs> Wait, what the part of school? I did go to public. I did go to public school. Oh, get it. Listen, man. My, listen, my school was so public, it actually had public school in the name. PS135. <laughs> PS244. PS251. Yeah, I went to public school. Yeah, and, I, and I'll do it again. <laughs> I was a big fan of now, PS. Yo, shout out to mm. PS181. PS, <laughs> PS number one. PS27. Damn, you that old? Uh, you went to the first PS, nigga? <laughs> this nigga said shout out to PS number one like I was in there in the beginning <laughs> Sandals and scriptures number one school number one school I don't know how it was everywhere else I know in Florida it's not like that <laughs> Yo, I went I went to number 127 and 181 so I've been around for a minute now for real <laughs> By the time I started, you know, we was at we was at two fifty one. <laughs> um, I don't know how it is everywhere else, because, like, like, but I know, like, in the New York area, for their elementary schools, it's PSs. Down here in South Florida, they give these motherfuckers full blown names. 
Like it, it be it be the it be the it be the John Bradshaw Layfield Elementary School, <laughs> Michael Jackson Middle School, O.J. Simpson High School. Like they got full names for their for the, you know what I mean for their for their for their elementary schools and shit like that. Like O.J. Simpson Elementary School. Okay, fine. Whatever you want to call it. Whatever you guys want to call it. Geno Smith Elementary. <laughs> OJ correction correctional facility. <laughs> or fellow Jenkins public school, elementary school. <laughs> oh shit. Where nobody there is black. They're just OJs. Um so question. Question, question, question. Right? It's gonna be a two-part question, because we're, we're all fans of different teams here. Right? And it's gonna actually maybe it's gonna be a two, three part question. So I'm gonna I'm I'm go out of state, and, we, and we're gonna go to Chill Will first. So, Cleveland, this is for you. He just every time he can do it, he wanna do it. Of course, it, it puts a smile on my face. Uh, if, yeah. Would you, now the first question I have: <clears throat> Would you trade away any considerable pieces for John Wall? Nah, hell no. Next oh, question. What? He old and he can't. Yeah. No, go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead and finish. No, no, finish up. Finish up. Actually, finish up. Oh no, he old and he just like he's like a baby Westbrook almost. Like he's fluff. Okay. He 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 don't, he don't have no effect on the game. So my second question: Would you add him to your team if he gets if you could bring him off of waiver wire and you're and you're not having to obviously pay that salary and you don't have to give up anything for him? Would you, would you hold on? Will I add him to my team for what now? If he kept, if he has to clear waivers, if he gets released, you know, you know, you know how that whole waiver wire shit work. If he has to clear waivers, would you add him to your team off of waivers? You know how to add a add him waiver. You don't pay a salary like you pay that partial part. Of, or if he clears waivers and then you add him as a free agent after he's cleared waivers. It depends on what spot I'm at. I mean, you add him if you the Lakers. You add him if you you know go to state. <laughs> you don't add him if you just a developing team trying to make something happen. It's just a waste of time. Um, you you fucking up your draft capital because I'm I'm a big proponent. I want to see where I'm at for real, you know, so I can get the best draft possible, so I can get the best player possible to improve my team. If I'm a place like Cleveland or Milwaukee, because a lot of free agents don't come here, so that's 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 our champion. That's our you know you know so to speak. That's our best shot at getting decent players is the draft. So I don't want to have no fluff. You know, get extra 10, you know, 13 wins, adding the player that's not going to be here or that's not really going to – he's not a championship caliber. I want to see where my team is at so I can make the best position possible. Unless I'm – you know, maybe you can trade him, use him a trade bait, but he's he's kind of washed almost. You know what I'm saying? Like he, people don't have no trust in him. When you ain't a winner, you ain't a winner, bro. You know, and that, and that's, that's that goes along with you in the league. You know what I'm saying that's why that's why LeBron couldn't get that's why LeBron had to leave to go to Miami because he wasn't a winner and people thought that he he only had to become a winner by teaming up with two other awesome other people. You know what I'm saying not to say he you, you don't need help, but it was just the fact that he went to somebody else to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, they, and, and, and that's and, why you know. And let's and, and, and you know? I just want to ask you, you said two awesome people. It was more like four awesome people because yeah 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 you right exactly wanna, yeah it might have been five because that was handsome as far as. Actually, yeah, you're right. You're actually, right. You're no, right. no, because I, I want to add the, the head coach 
and I want to add the president of operations. Like, so whatever numbers you oh, have. Well, then that, wanna, makes, that <laughs> makes it probably seven then. Because okay, you, then. Because you had Ray Allen. Ray Allen at one point. Mm. You had, you know, like I said, Udonis Haslam, Wade Bosch, and then you, you, had a, you had a formidable squad outside of that. Like, you had formidable pieces that, that you know. That were that were awesome at that point. You had one of the best defenders, I think, was Betty like one of the best defenders in the Shane league Batty, at that point. Yeah, one of the, Batty, oh my god, one, yeah, of, the, one, one had, of the original you know, guys to, has them. to keep that to be honest. One of the original three and D guys. One of the original three and D guys. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so I mean, you had good points and parts, and and you're right, you're right. And 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 what was great about that, Pat just stood. Pat, no pun intended, like he, because he didn't like. He wanted to get rid of Spolstra, but Pat knew. That's that's where Cleveland made a mistake. We fired Paul Silas when, when when LeBron first got here. He thought he knew everything. He still think he know everything. Mm-hmm. He didn't like Paul Silas. Paul Silas was getting a PT. He didn't like him, so he got rid of him. Opposed opposed a, a front office like Pat Riley saying, "You know what? You play basketball. You let me manage this team." He the coach. And and then now he might have been mad then, but two three years later, you won the ring. Yeah, he loves it now. Like and then. Right, right. So that's 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 what you got to do as a GM or owner. You got to be smarter than that little eighteen-year-old boy that don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Word. And that's what we didn't have. I, that's why he didn't win the championship his first time here. Mm-hmm. And since you're doing a little bit of LeBron, like a little Le- Le- LeBron, you know, referencing something that something when when Pat Riley did that with Eric Spolstra, right? Something that he also did, which is something I'm hoping the, the New York Knicks do. Probably next year, or even next year or the year after. I, I can't remember how long is left in the contract. Is that they empowered Eric Spoelstra once he did that? Because if Eric Spol- if the best player in the world couldn't get this head coach removed, that means nobody can come here and say jack shit to about or to this head coach. You know that this is this coach's team. This is how this organization won. You come here, you fall in line, or you get chipped the fuck out. It's plain and simple. And, and yo, it, LeBron James asking to get Eric Spolster traded was the best thing that could have happened in the modern era to the, um, to the Miami Heat organization. Because that helped yeah. cement their culture. This Heat Nation culture they talk about, it was... It was it was it was dry it was quick dried right then and there. The moment LeBron James got his big he got his big fuck you and no go play ball. That's that was the one time somebody told him to shut up and go dribble and he was like all right I'll go dribble. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like so one time you could, you could have it said to you and like you should never be told shut up to go dribble. But you gonna like shut up shut up, I got, uh, uh, he I ain't fighting shut up and go dribble I got this B. Uh, and all right. Let me see them rings again. But I know All more right. than you. I know you think you know everything, but you don't. I know more than you. I got you for two or three years. I, I got your friends. I got the guys you want to be with. I know more, and I'm using that as leverage. Shut up and, and play. And, and the thing was, we had him for four years. We had a, a rookie contract. We got him for four more years. What are you going to do? Let him be mad. Yeah. He can't He can't do it. He ain't rookie. He ain't got no pool. And, 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 and that's what. But that's, as a new owner, Dan Gilbert didn't know that. Didn't know that at all. People was telling him that, but he he wanted to be a family. He wanted, to, and that's why he got so hurt, and that's why he wrote that letter. Yeah, because Rob was getting private jets. He wasn't tipping these guys. They little cronies had private. Not only Brian had private jets. That's unheard of. They got the league telling him like, bro, you can't do that. You can't get that player all this power. Like his mom, the, his mom literally his, gave the keys. His mom had a Baker jet. Mayfield. His people had a jet. Like, yeah, yeah you know, no, that's seriously. Yeah, Baker Mayfield. 
Yeah, Baker Mayfield in the commercials, him living in the um, living in the um, the stadium. The stadium. Yeah. That was LeBron and his homeboys. Y'all, they coming in and out of the stadium with the keys and shit when they didn't want to. They using the private jets and like, and, and you got to play. And what's the first, that was unprecedented? And, and you remember one of the first things that 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 Pat Raleigh did when when he came there? All these people you travel, you can't travel with these motherfuckers. Who the fuck is this? No, 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 no. We cutting, we we cutting this shit down to to, to key essential personnel. <laughs> like it's gonna be rich. Paul and whoever the fuck this is, because <laughs> kids gonna get away what they can go get away with. Exactly, kids gonna do what they want to do. It was if you let them, you gotta, you gotta, instru- and Dan Gilbert didn't understand that, so he was hurt because he thinking his family. But LeBron, like you know what, I don't care nothing. I'm thinking about my legacy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now, and really, I'm trying to create a legacy. LeBron may also be getting this right from the Lakers, but it's also the Lakers. Like we like we ain't doubting and like if they giving a player like those kind of anemones, we ain't doubting it because we know they know how the real players in too. Like they, they they can give you all that, but the players still know you ain't bigger than the Lake Show. But you and the Lake Show about to uh, is about to be starred together. Like the Lake Show is gonna help you cement your star a little bit more or help create your star. <clears throat> and we'll help accommodate that yeah. because we know what the fuck we're doing here. We ain't just gonna give you shit. But we're going to let you get some shit to make you happy. <laughs> Man, I'm in a league full of, uh, I'm in a chat room. <clears throat> All my homeboys are from L.A., from the military. Mm-hmm. They in my chat room, bro. I got about 10 of them, bro. They can't stand LeBron. It's <laughs> like two or three of them that like him, but they can't, bro. You need to invite them to the they podcast. They cannot stand LeBron. I have, I have, I have. I told, I told, I gave one of my guys that wanted to start a podcast. I um, shot him the link. I think he might have came in one time. And you ain't probably know who he was, but he did. But yeah, he that be busy. They be talking about starting a podcast. I say, man, listen, listen to this one, man. You know, he, he, if you just want to be a part of this one, just to get some, get your feet wet. I'm sure he lets you. But I mean, you know, people definitely, talk. Definitely. You know, yeah. They got lives too. True, true. Like, but yeah. for the most part, they can't stand LeBron, bro. They can't stand LeBron, bro. Like, I, and everything, and and so this is what the NBA does unequivocally, without a doubt. Whether it was Mike, whether it was Kobe, now it's LeBron. Not that they're not all-time greats, but they make them legend. Mm-hmm. They go from all-time greats to they, they market them as legend. Mm-hmm. Like, you would never think Michael Jordan never missed a shot, never had a bad game, you know what I'm saying? Just because, you know what I'm saying, the how they market they stars. And LeBron, they'll say he's great at everything, but LeBron has so many flaws in his game. But he's just that athletic that he covers all his deficiencies. LeBron throws the one-on-one, don't throw, don't. You don't, you're never supposed to, in basketball, be at left side of the court and throw the ball cross court over the whole, the whole court. You know what I'm saying? You ain't. That's just rule number one. You don't go to one left side corner and then try to throw it to the other side of the corner over top of the whole defense. Like you never do that. But LeBron does it all the time, and then the, it gets picked out of the air, go other ways. Nobody criticizes LeBron. LeBron can't shoot threes. He's not good at it, especially in the clutch. But for some odd reason, he's on a pull-up. And when he doesn't even have to, it's a, we down by one. You, your, your biggest strength is to go to the hole right now. Is You you, you guarded by one person. You own the three-point line. Why can't you just go to the hole and get an easy bucket? You pull up and shoot a three because you feel like you want to put yourself up. In his mind, he's doing things. Or sometimes he just walk down the court and he'll just dribble through. And through. He, he can't dribble. He'll dribble between his legs at the timeline and lose the ball out of his pointless turnover. Why are you even be dribbling between your legs, folks? Like, why would you even have to do? There's nobody, no defense. You just walking the ball up. Why are you 
driven between your legs. So he do stupid shit like that all the time, but he got other people in the right place, like Kyrie, or 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 you know Dwayne Wade, Ray Allen, that that can bail him out. You know, the infamous bail out. The infamous is the one Ray Allen did, right? Saved him that three pointer, boom. You know what I'm saying? Got him, they end up winning the ring after that, fine. But he got people, that's his strength, putting the right people in place to help him along his way to cover up for his deficiencies because he has a lot. Which and that's why, I mean, it's never a question is he good or not. It's just, it's, it's always a question is if he good as Kobe or Jordan, which he's not even close. He's not good as like, uh, he's not skill wise, he's not as good as probably, uh, man, he's, he's not even in the top probably 20 skill wise. Curry way more skilled than him. You no, know, as that time it's like I mean you skip, but he's just so athletic. Skill wise, Which, yeah, yeah, we, we talk about saying? pure skill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah no. But he's so athletic, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Shaq, Shaq, doesn't matter how skilled he is because he was the biggest guy ever in basketball, and you wasn't gonna play no defense on him. He ain't had to be good on defense. He all they, all they had to do was be scary. Yeah, I push you, I push you, your, I push you your ass. You know what I'm saying? It was cool. That's all he needed. You know what I'm saying so he got away with a lot. But 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 guys that were scared of him like Hakeem, Vladi Divac, Yao Ming, they used to get him the business, uh, business. Like I'm like what? Like sometimes we say Yao Ming, I'm like bro, Big Z, same shit no more. Hey, Big Z used to give him the business. <laughs> oh yeah, Big Z used. You right? Big Z used to. Shit. Anybody with moves in that post? Fucking to give him the um, business. The, even the dude from. Shoot, it, it, you know what though? To to really like, when you really talk about everybody used to like really give him the business, but. He used to give them the business right back because you had a lot of skilled people back then. Right. Because Rasheed right, Wallace, Rasheed right. Wallace used to cook him. Tim Duncan used to cook him. Oh, uh, but Rasheed, but look, but look, let me tell you something right now. I'm gonna tell you the best part. And that prime, there's nobody better than Rasheed Wallace. And I'm they, not gonna listen. I, I don't. I, power I, don't I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you one bit. <laughs> listen, you. I, I'm talking. I'm talking about this, that. That's the best. He could do every. Listen to me. He was. Like Tim Duncan is so overrated to me. Now that he ain't good, he's so overrated. But he's never in Rashid Wallace prime. He see he he carried the whole team. He could do it by himself. You know what I'm saying? He was one of the few big men that could literally like carry a team. Tim Duncan had a lot of help doing along, along the way. Like Rashid Wallace, well he did too to some degree. But he but he had a great coach too. I mean, no, the coach was awesome coach in Popovich. But the, yeah, that's uh, yeah. I mean, like, for, Rashid, Portland, for Portland, for Portland, the coach fucked up. But yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. San Antonio, yeah had, San Antonio had the great coach. Rashid yeah. was awesome. Rashid was awesome. He can hit thirty in a night. He can defend your best player. He can go to the perimeter to some degree and, and, and defend the perimeter. He he could get, he's on the ball help, off the ball help defending. Like he was awesome. He could hit he could hit a medium range. He could go out to the three point. He had plethora of moves in the post, and he was aggressive. They and he was a did. dog. Like damn, they Tim did. didn't have and he could hit free throws. Mm-hmm. He had no deficiencies in this game, and he was athletic, more athletic than Tim. So as if he would have took the game like a science, like those Kobe's and Jordans and Barons, he probably would have been the greatest ever. But Basically, he he's he's one of those guys that falls right into the line of Steve Jackson and how Matt Barnes is, where mm. maybe even a little bit of Tracy McGrady sometimes, where you were too '90s hip hop versus folk suit. Uh, Hyper focused on the game, because nobody could even doubt those mm. those guys even know the game or they're smart as fuck about the game or not calculate. It's just that you didn't give the game one hundred percent. Like you were still a street nigga sometimes. Right. Like you 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 still doing street shit sometimes. 
when Kobe yeah, pulled himself yeah. away from the streets. You know what I mean? And the clubs and all that other bullshit was like, nah. Well, it's easy for Kobe because he never was a street dude. You know, he was born, he grew up in Italy. It was, it was easy for him to do that. That too. That too. That too. <laughs> Just to let people know, yeah, he did. He did play Italy. Then, then, then. Basically, by the time he came back, it's it's it's, it's private high schools and stuff like that. Obviously, yeah, right, you know right, I mean? like, right. Like, he was sheltered. Yeah. yeah, you know, like like NBA and, and, father. And, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And it, or, even like, yeah. like the most times he ran into other street dudes is probably when he was traveling with his AAU team back then. You right, know what I mean? Right, and, and that's right, when. Right, and, right. and even when you help people, not that, that he wasn't a real dude. He just wasn't, wasn't a street dude. He wasn't born in that yeah. life. Right. Yeah, right. exactly. But because if you if you loud, if you hear any street dude talk about Kobe, like only one of those guys talk about Kobe from the time even when they first met him in the AAU time, yep. he automatically respect. earned the respect immediately even from yep. then, street-wise and everything, street-wise and ball-wise. Respect, <laughs> all respect, yep, yep, all respect. But, yeah, so, yeah, I, I, listen, Tracy McGrady, <coughs> not Tracy McGrady, <laughs> because Tracy McGrady is my, is, is, is my dude, that, that I always say this about too. But, you know, it's on top of Rasheed oh, Wallace. Yeah. Like, they, like, there's a squad of people that if you knew that they took the game serious, like Baron Davis. Like, I, you know what? And I'm not even going to blame Baron Davis for oh, not taking the game seriously. He got injured. They, he got hurt. The he league, got hurt. The league fucked him up because the league always wanted him at 215, 220, 225 pounds. So he always had all that extra weight. Well, he got was, hurt, though. Yeah, yeah, but, he got yeah, hurt. Yeah, because he always had he that extra weight. He got hurt in college, though, though. He got hurt in college, though, bro. He got hurt coming out of college that last year. Nah. That's why I think really messed him up. Not that he was, he was still athletic as hell, but... It yeah. just, man, yeah, you should have seen him in college. Yeah. I'll never forget him. He was amazing. All that, I think There's all a that, couple oh. guys that I just, <laughs> amazing in college. And I'm like, man. Yeah, he's just one of those dudes. I always thought I don't know what happened to Kimba. Chris Paul was amazing in college. Chris Paul was so amazing in college. I'm like, man, this guy got to be great in the NBA. <laughs> I mean, listen. John Morant, too. John Morant was amazing in college. Like, Man, he was amazing. Listen, he, he, listen, Chris Paul is amazing now. Still, he just isn't winning rings, but he's he's, oh, yeah, he's, he's still winning. pretty amazing. Like, you know, yeah, you're right, you're right. You're so, right. And, and John Morant right. right now, for early, for as early as he is right now, for what he's doing, John Morant is one of my favorite people to watch play. Man, he's. I'm listen. I'll give you my. T- oh, all right. Let me. I'm gonna ask you first. Who y'all? Who your top five young guys? I'm not talking about. I'm talking about young guys, like less than four years, four and down in the league. Because I got they, they my favorite right now in the league. But my favorite players are the young players, and there's one specifically that just cut from a different cloth. That he's even before he came, John's one of them. I get that. John has been one of them. I like Giant Zion coming up, but John was unequivocally without doubt. When I seen him hit the, t- I watched college football. I've been basketball uh, sparingly during the year, uh, but when I seen him. And how that year he had, I wasn't sure about him. But then he hit the tournament. So that's when I always really judge people. He hit the tournament. And when he was did in the time, I said, oh, he the real deal. That's all I need to see him against real, like, because he went to some what, yeah, yeah. school that he went yeah, to. Yeah, he, he went to, like. Yeah, so it was like Morgan, Morgan State. Yeah, some shit like that. Yeah, but, yeah. but I know, but I know, but nah, I know so I would, why you have the doubts, because it, it just wasn't, you know. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't in the competition. He, he went to the, the Boise. He, 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 really like he went to the Boise States of of, of basketball. You know what I mean? Like some shit like that. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, so he Murray. It was Mur- uh, Morgan and Murray, something like that. But either way, um, when he when he when I said I watched about four or five games during the season, so he's definitely impressive. But I just I stopped watching 
Because I don't mean nothing. He's again one against you know, these third, D3, D2, you know what I mean, whatever team. I watched him in the tournament, and he was clearly the best player on the court every single time I watched him play. And now I say, oh, he's going to be the real deal. But who is your who your top five young players? Young people. Oh man. Okay. So this is gonna this, this is this is a little on the spot, and this is gonna take a little bit of work. I ain't gonna lie. I do have my current top two, right? And that's about all I have because I'll I'll really have to like look into this. But we just talked about one being John Moran. John Moran is probably one of my favorite players to watch, like just watch play right now. Another one. He doesn't get enough burn right now, but. When he does play, I, I love every bit of it. And that's this kid named Davion Mitchell from Sacramento. He's one of my favorite players to watch uh-huh. right now, too. Like I, I'm loving every bit of, of, of when I'm seeing him. <sighs> sack? Is it sack? I don't, know, I don't know nothing about that guy. They call I, mean, him, I heard the name, but I don't know nothing about him. They call him Off Night, and he's a defensive guy. And Oh, I know now. Yes, no. I know exactly what you're talking about now. And he long. Like he's like, yeah, he's like six no three way. and long. He got he was originally yeah, drafted yeah. by the Knicks. To be honest with you, the reason why the, the, the but he looked but he looked like he's seven feet though, bro. Like he's long. <laughs> like I, he say six three. Yeah, he like, like six I, three, I, six I, five, he, like six three, like, six five maybe. What's his hair look like? What his hair look like? He got a little fro on him, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, like a, it's like a, he got a dreads or fro or something like a baby dreads maybe uh something like that maybe a fro I don't know. I think I, I I think I saw him. Was that the when they show him being KD up or something like that one night? It was somebody they was showing. I think it was seconds. He was being KD up or something. It was locking his ass down, and then he came back down and, and locked him down or something. And then he, I don't know. I just, I just check him out. I'm gonna have to. I may have to come back because see, I uh... bro, you I, got I, it. it's four, I'm talking about four years. Yeah, because Trey Young no longer. Excluding wait, wait, the Lillards, Donovan Mitchells, I think Donovan Mitchell. Lit, lit, oh, I got okay, Donovan Mitchell is in there because he probably this is fourth year. Donovan Mitchell, okay. Lillard been in there for. What about is 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 Luca in there? Yes, Luca. Luca's in my. Luca's one of mine. Okay, definitely. So so if Luca's still qualified, yeah, one. he may be number one. Well, he's not. He's number two. He's number now two. I, I I will tell you this right, and I have to since we're being honest, I would have to admit this. If I didn't hate Trey Young, Trey Young would probably be one of them. I would probably, I'll probably end up watching. Is he, he been in the league for, for He's, he's on the same. How long he been in the league? He been in the league same, about. Same, same time as Luca. Remember, they, they got traded. It'd be fair. I think they can fight. Same, oh, same yeah, time as right, Luca, they got traded right. for each other. And the so you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're but, right. But, but, but Trey, I don't, yeah, but, hey. but, but he's, but he's, he's tough for me to watch because, okay, so. He's tough for me to watch because of the hatred for him now, but I still watch him because I have to know what my enemies are doing. <laughs> I'm trying to decide if he's fluff or not, though. I'm trying to find if he's fluff or not. So still, like some guys are just fluff. I still I haven't like he's determined fluff. him he's yet. He's like a fake Curry. I still haven't determined I, him yet. Yeah, yeah but, I haven't determined him. Right, I gotta see more out of him. So even when I'm watching him, like I can't even. So that's why I, I don't want to add him there because. He's one of the people that I probably watch more now, but it's still also out of intrigue. One, I don't like you, but I'm still trying to see what who the, what the fuck you are, kind of shit. You know what I mean? Your game is still exciting, kind of. You know what I mean? Enough en- enough that I that, that I can I can lock in on it. Um, but let me see. Ja, Davion, Luca. I'm not a fan of Zion. We already, we already know this. <laughs> like I, I think I, I think I think his game is kind of boring. Like he's he ain't been playing, bro. It was always boring injury for him. Yeah. His main thing was he could he stay healthy. And unequivocally, without doubt, everybody know he can be great. 
but it's, it wasn't that wasn't the point. The point is, can you stay healthy? I'm and trying so to think. I'm trying to about, think. Cause there's a lot of guys that, that that are no longer like underneath that that rookie contract anymore. That I don't think they qualify. Like Jason Tatum. Like I'm not, I can't even say I like watching Jason Tatum. I don't. Yeah, he's been in the league about about he's yeah, been he's, in the league yeah, for three four years though. You know, he's been in the league past three I four years so. now. No. No, I'm saying my point is like I'm, I'm talking about the young guys, the yeah. guys that became a three, four years in the league. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to, tell you. I'm trying to think now. Who else is out for, there? Like maybe, like the young stars coming up, like they 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 got a promise. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot. It's a lot, like, bro. Yeah, like, 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 I like Davion Mitchell. I like Donovan Mitchell, but Donovan Mitchell, I think, is also like he's a little. He, yeah, he, yeah, was, so, he was yeah, in my group. Yeah, he he would have been yeah, in my group last point, year and the year yeah. before. Like he's already, he's already. I think he should have done enough already that. Almost everybody should know who the hell the, um, um, the, uh, you know who he is. You know, what I mean, he shouldn't be. Nobody should be sleeping on. Should be sleeping on him. But again, nobody should be sleeping on Luca anymore. Nobody should be sleeping on John Morant anymore. Hopefully, you know, what I mean, like, like, but maybe it's because we're such sports fans and we're such basketball fans that these guys just automatically pop to us, and, and that's when. It, but but for me, yeah. Let me know who yeah, you, like, who, I, who, who are these guys you were talking about. Let, let me know. Let me hear your list. Cause mine's gonna be incomplete. Well, you know what? One honorable, the honorable mention guy, the guy from SAC, what's his name? I'm not SAC. Um, the Oklahoma City Thunder. I cannot remember his name. Kill Jay Kildress. Kill Jay Kildress. Um, no, the the one with the three names. Is that who you talk about? I don't know. The dark, the dark. He's long and black. Long and light skin. You mean? No, he black. He black. Dude. Black, black. He Oklahoma City. In Oklahoma City. From the Thunder, man. <laughs> Yeah, it's not <laughs> I can't remember that. But he's nice. He was there when Chris Paul nice. was they there. They traded for him. They traded. Oh, for they him, traded though. for him. They, they traded. He might be Houston, maybe. At one point, I get, I get it. You, you can make me pull up uh, Oklahoma City's roster real quick. Look at the Thunder. Yeah, look at their roster. I'm driving. I can't believe. But he get an honorable mention. At any rate, you're talking about Shay Kildris Ale- Shay Jill Kil- Gildris Alexandra? That's how you talking about. That's not him. I, yeah, he's tall, defensive, scored like he nice. Because that's the guy you talking about. Can you not talking about yeah. against Dortz? Because I don't even know if he gets minutes. What's his name again? So, the guy think you're. The guy think you're talking about. I think is Shea Gildress Alexandra, but they've had him for a while, and, and I know he was on the squad when, when um he was on the squad when Chris Paul was there. They traded for him though. They traded. Um, did they trade? They trade. Oh, from from L. A. From L. A. He was he was in L. A. Was he a Clipper? Yeah, yeah he might have. He I don't know. I just know they yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on one second, one second. Let, let me pull up his his thing. I think you're talking about Shay. Okay, yeah, he's a little okay. He's a little darker than I than I, than I thought he was. <laughs> he's Canadian. He was he played in Kentucky. Is he? He's a third year pro, a three year pro. Let's see here. Yeah, as, he as, as we're getting right. more information out from him. I think you're. I think you're talking because I can't think of anybody yeah, else. This, yeah, the Shay guy. It's it's just Shay. Yeah, it's he Shea. got the, yeah Shay. Shay Shay. Because yeah, he added that dude nice. Because he he, was he, he wasn't always he was a couple wasn't, weeks ago ass. Yeah. 
he wasn't always a three-name individual. I think he came in as like Shea Gildress or Shea. No, maybe he always was that. I think like he was. He would give a shout out to his, to his mom yeah, and somebody that's else. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, so he's been he on the team since Chris Paul was there. Because I know Chris Paul kind of took him I'm, underneath his wing. Right, right, right. But but uh, I would say I know particular order. I gave you Ja, I gave you Luca. So that's two right there. But um. It's it's uh, I mean I, I gotta go to cottage for this because I'm so excited about the the the, the, the brother because of how he um, it's how he conduct himself on the court already I watched him three times he's amazing this boy Chet this Chet homegrown boy who this Chet homegrown Chet you ain't no Chet yo you better go look him up Gonzaga oh he ain't Gonzaga Gonzaga got a boy named Chet. C H E T Charlie Hotel Echo Tango Chet. He got a man name. He don't look like a man. Chet yet. Homegrown? But when that boy get Yes, homegrown. That boy is cold already. I he's a creative player from 2K. Like when you begin it, when you oh, try whoa, to make whoa, the whoa, best whoa. 2K player. Is this the guy that I saw he started off his position at the low block in the post, right? And was calling from the post. I think he did like a, he um, he he went to fake a pick, right? And then he slipped out to the three point range, to the three point line, came out to the three point line, hit that motherfucker, and it was nothing but net. Like he works from the post all the way out to the three point. That very well, that very well may be him. This guy is the create. He is the like when you cheat, got cheat code, and you take your two K player and you build him up, build him up, then you finally hit the. Hit the part, the 2K part, with the player that you didn't just cheat coded. That's him. He is the stretch big. He's a stretch big, the cheat that stretch big on 2K. That can dribble, that got athleticism, that can dump. He can play, he, like these 2K, I'm telling you, 2K didn't change basketball forever because now these kids want to be a hundred at everything. And that's the best thing basketball could have happened to basketball because these guys were playing defense. Now you got Sack got two guys on there that three guys probably on there that play awesome defense on the ball defense with these new rules. No hand checking. You know what I'm saying? Tyler Halliburton. Like, it's getting um, down. Actually, Sacramento got got the, got the young squad period to pay attention to. <laughs> like I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know if they're ever gonna break out just just because they're in a rough division. Like they they like people understand. What happens I mean, the West is rough. The West is rough. Yeah. Period. I mean, yeah, the conference is rough. Period. But remember, their division is the rest of California and Phoenix. That's who Sacramento has to deal what, with. Well, I'm just saying. I'm I, just saying, like for, for this boy, man, this little boy, man, he ain't got no strength right now. He's out there like Bobo, but he don't play like it. He's clearly the best player on the floor. Like he, he can. The thing about him. Is he can go from the post to the three point line, like you said. He can dribble, but the thing is, he can play defense, bro. He oh, yeah. out there guarding point guards, like literally, like Amon Shepard, but he's seven feet. How you supposed to shoot off this guy? Tuh. With them quick feet, them quick feet, quick hands, and he like he an imposer, like he out there. You ever see that one kid that's just so good when you in little league, like a. Like basketball, it's always that one little short little kid that has been they daddy been training forever. But he really just better than everybody else because he ain't scared to play. And he you know what I'm saying? He just 
he's so fast, quick, going through people that he just like you know why everybody else kind of timid to grab the ball and timid to do stuff. He been he's skilled, so he's just better than everybody. That's what he be looking like out there, like he just imposing. I'm like, dang. But Duke got a squad too with a couple of NBA players that are built like men. So they end up losing to get, I mean, beating Gonzaga the other day. Chet ain't can't get his man body, but his skill is off the charts, bro. And he's seven foot. He's longer than seven foot. He he about eight foot tall with his arms, bro. Yeah, see, they got him seven foot right now, and they have him as the consensus number um, number one player in the 2021 he's, class. Because he ain't got no weakness in this game, bro. He's seven foot. He's a seven foot center point guard wingman. He has every single thing in his game. I mean, ain't, he about to be better. If he just working, he's going to be better. The nigga guard point guard. He a guard but Muggsy Bowles. He guard Chris Paul. <laughs> Listen, Muggsy Bowles going to do You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. You know how quick Muggsy was. Like, he out there. Muggsy Bowles going to go through his legs. I'm sorry. Muggsy Bowles is going. I see how tall this guy is. Yeah, Muggsy Bowles going straight through his legs. His shorts are too, his too, his too soft. Man, I'm, but he going to turn around and take the... As soon as Muggsy shoot, he going to slap that shit out the air. My point, the dude is... Man, is, I'm like, what? First time watching him, I'm like, this can't be real. This is a creative player. This is the stretch big off of 2K. The cheating player. They had to, That's why they start putting in archetypes in, in 2K. Because a lot of people was just making a man 7'7". Seven, seven, or 7... You know what I'm saying? 7'2". And they was making them like guards and, and putting their defense on 99. And so they started making archetypes. You know what I'm saying? Stretch big or, you know what I'm saying? But not, bro, that's him. He's a cheating player. But at any rate, that's my that's one of my one of my young guys that come in. He's going to come to the league. Hmm. But between Melo and um and Mobley, the guy we got, Melo, LaMelo, and Mobley, the guy we got, them too impressive. Melo, LaMelo, he plays a game like a kid, bro. He's still having fun. He learned how to get more serious, but it's, it's refreshing. He reminds you of he Jason Kidd, basically. Like, he really reminds you of Jason Kidd when he plays ball a little. Yeah, and he's going to be good, bro. He's going to be good uh, just as good as advertised. But I was mad because I'm like, he ain't the best. Like, he, y'all better not pick him number one that year because I was pissed off. <laughs> you know, though, I would add that, know. too. Like, he but, is one of those guys I like. I, I enjoy watching as well. He definitely is. No, no, no mistakes about that. So, but, you also got the boy in Miami. I just like his swag, man. The boy he, in Miami. Tyler Hero? Uh, yeah, I like his swag. <laughs> I, just like, I just like him, man. I get it. Listen, I like I'm, him. He got. I, I I get it. I I I'm already predisposed to hate everything Miami Heat. So, but but I get it. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I like him. I think he gonna end up being decent in the league. He gonna be like a Tony Kuko. You know what I'm saying? But he got he got the confidence, bro, and he showed yeah, every day. Obviously, Luca. Obviously, Ja. Um, you know, th- those guys are, I mean, very ecstatic about And Mobley, the guy where we got, is kind of like Chet, he, but he don't have an offensive game yet. He Mobley, got some, Mobley, but he Mobley. got Chet off What position game. is he playing with you guys? He, or he would want to, uh, Evan Mobley, the, the center. Okay, okay. He, okay. he, he can defend one through five on ball, off ball. Like, that is amazing. He's amazing. And I, I, I said I wanted him. If I couldn't get, you know, the, the top, the top pick, because they were talking about the spitz, my number one player, they kept talking about he was going to number two. I thought we would get number two in the draft. They, they, they said we're going to go behind Melo. I said what? This, I, like y'all crazy? If if they do that, that'd be the best thing that ever happened to me. 
in the draft. Like, if we got end up getting three, I was kind of upset about that because we was the worst team. But we ended up getting the third pick, fine. And we was out of the running. So, it just I took the win out of me. But I went up, looked at Evan Mobley at USC. I said, oh, this boy is special. He a guy that could be, if he get August offensive grain, he could be like a Chet. You know what I'm saying? But he got, he can, he more athletic. So I'm cool with that. Evan Mobley's about to be the truth. He, 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 he boss. But the, my number one guy is Anthony Edwards. He got everything. Bro. Oh. He about to be the next Jordan. Oh. He about to be the next Jordan. Yo. Bro, he about to be the next Jordan. I'm telling I seen you. him in college though. I seen this in college. When I watched him in college, I said he about to come out. He about to be the best player you in four so years. Right be best player in the Yo, Anthony, can I tell you, Anthony Edwards? He needs. He's on the wrong team. He really is. He's on the wrong team because uh, because those other two those other two young those two young stars that he plays with. They don't have enough. They don't have enough heart or grit to. Nah, they weirdos. Number one, yeah, yeah they they weirdos. They, they don't. They weirdos. They, they don't, they, they don't, they don't have. They don't have enough grit. Period. And and, they, and listen. They're not. Actually, let me just. Right. They're soft. Call Anthony Towns is. It enough time has passed from from whole that we 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 can we can get back to basketball when we talk about Call Anthony Towns. He is soft, and the yeah. moment and, and yeah, yeah. you you we've learned in two different occasions that he was soft. You learned that when he was when Tom Thibodeau was there the first time with Jimmy Butler. You learned he was soft. Yeah, right. Then you learned again he was soft when you when you saw how Tom Thibodeau coaching up a young team and how they resp- and when they decide to respond to him, how they can look. Basically, we just basically what the New York Knicks showed me last year that Cole Anthony Towns just didn't want to be held accountable. And he didn't want to be coached up and every day. And then you learned he was soft when he had his girlfriend, Jordan Woods. He had like a sucker type. He did something. I forgot what he did on Instagram. I'm like, oh, he is a straight sucker. This dude is a like, sucker. Wasn't that to do with the imaginary oh. girlfriend or some shit too? Like, I'm joking. No, that wasn't him. But <laughs> It was something weird he did on Instagram. Like, these dudes is different, man. You don't do no shit like that. But overall, bro, he's soft. But the thing is, Anthony Edwards, he's the opposite. Yes. I, I, he's, a do- Edwards, he's a dog. He's closer to Jimmy Butler. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a he closer to Jimmy young. Butler. And he, he grew over the offseason, right? Didn't he grow three inches in the offseason? He went from 6'4 to 6'7? All I know. Or 6'3 to 6'6? All I know. I don't know. No, he was always about 6'4, six, 6'5. Six, but um, all I know is that. He used to dealing with them type of soft dudes, though, so it can work. They he he so already asserted himself as the alpha male. So there. he'll basically come out as top as, 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 the, as the guy to follow, and they'll end up being good role players. So when he calls for the ball and snap for the ball, right, they have to get the right, ball to him. Right, they, that's what they need it because they don't ah, want that. They so they'll automatically fall in love. Okay, maybe he, maybe he, you know, this could be it, and this will be his time. And so that's why I'm saying that's why I think is he because he, he, he know how to deal with that. He on he he's smart. He, he ain't got to alienate him. He know how to just come on, bro. You know what I'm saying? It ain't got to. Some people, he know how to handle them. He playing because he play with them type of guys all the, all the time. He come from different walks, but he know how to finesse them to, you know, bring them along. You know what I'm saying? Hey, he know how to stroke their ego probably. You know what I'm saying? Because he used to dealing with these soft guys. He like, you know, I know they soft, but they just, you know, you know that one guy that don't fight. You know, like, these guys, even if they can't fight, they'll fight anyway. And you got guys that can really get down. But you got that one guy that always be run. But you ain't mad at him. He's still your homie. He's just, he just a son. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And so, and so, and so, but you love him. He's your homeboy. He right. You know what I'm saying? But he know he just, 
can't take him to a fight. You can borrow three thousand dollars from me, you know what I'm saying? But you just can't take it. He ain't, he ain't fighting for me, you know. But that's all right. That's car three times and deloading. But you know, well, that, maybe not deloading, uh, but you know, he knows how to handle him. He accepted about him. So he's he's then then now you really then even more so now I I think he has to leave then because what's gonna end up being he's gonna be a lead of that team. He'll these those other two guys that they're, they're talented enough to make this team a winning team, but not win it all because. They'll never have enough grit, enough grind. Like those guys will always fail you when you need it the most because because they won't dog if, it out. If you if you like Jimmy is the problem is is Jimmy is cut from our club, our our generation club, and he wasn't. He's probably way too hard on. Him. He wasn't giving him enough. He had age gap too. Age gap. They probably uh, 10, 10 years older than him. Maybe you know what I'm saying uh, eight to ten years older. He a different cloth. And so he more like a dad. This guy more like a brother to them. You know what I'm saying? And he ain't just with the this all is on him all the time. You know what I'm saying? He like, hey, opposed to saying, man, get your ass to this gym. Come on, bring your ass to this gym. He be like, what up, dog? He comes to him like, what up, dog? What y'all about to do? Hey, let's ride out. Let's ride out real quick. Go to go to go to wherever. But then we gonna hey man, let's quick stop real quick. Let's hit the gym. You know what I'm saying? He know how to handle, I'm telling you. It's all how you handle them. You know what I'm saying? It's just he know how to handle them cats, bro. I bet you. That's why he getting more out of them this year than probably anybody else have. Because he know how to handle them. And he made they I mean, look at Scotty. Scotty had to come along. Scotty was soft. Scotty's still soft. But he learned. <laughs> he's still soft. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all that yeah, softness soft All that softness coming out right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess I guess it's horrible when these guys come commentators, bro. Like I used to like I, I mean I used to like I was, I mean, not like him, but I would just have more respect for him before Ray Lewis became a commentator. Before Randy Moss started crying about some silly shit, like what? Like I, oh, see, y'all, I wish I never. Like, I, I don't know see. Y'all like, was knuckleheads. Y'all thugs. Hey, yeah. See, I don't listen. But I'm learning these guys. Yeah, I don't listen I'm to them enough. These guys are emotional. These thug dudes. These these dudes that don't get their way. They had tantrums. They men. They strong, grown ass men. So they emotional. They don't know how to handle their emotions, and so they do crazy shit. That's what I'm learning about grown men who can't who do stupid stuff. Yeah. Who end up in jail. Who do, they 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 emotional. Well, you don't know. And how they to... and they and it ain't yeah. They don't know how to they they lash out. They don't they, know how to... to sit down and cry. They lash out and do something stupid. They lash out and say the hell with you. They, they ego getting away. And I'm and now you're on TV. Older, you know what I'm saying? You losing your testosterone, and you can't. You can't I mean, it just it's just sad. Like, bro, you got here. <laughs> I, I, you doing different stuff. Like, this ain't make no sense. <laughs> I can't stand Kendrick Perkins, bro. Yeah, oh. I, I, I hate. You know what I hate? I hate Shaq and Kendrick Perkins. I hate these are big dudes that never was built from a tough cloth. They were just big and they utilized their bigness. But if a guy was day size, they would get beat up so quick because they're not built like that. They just big. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know if you know what I mean by that. Like the bully is easy for the bully to be the bully when he's just bigger than everybody else. Word. But when the bully really meets somebody that's like a dog, dog, they size, they be- you see like, oh, this bully ain't a real bully. He a punk. You know what I'm saying? You just a punk really hiding a big old body. You know what I'm saying? It's easy for a bully to be a bully if he just bigger athletic. But when somebody else size come along, like what? We your, we your, with all that 
Want want back? What up, like ha ha, real riot? Come on, bro. Like you ain't got the same energy. That's why I like Zion. Zion can feed somebody. He's somebody bigger than him. He coming at you. I don't care. He, he a big guy, but he a real big guy. You know what I'm saying? Like he all right, okay. Look, if I if I miss, I'm coming right back. You, I'm getting that rebound two, three times, and I'm putting it back. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm matter of fact, the third one, I'm dunking on your head, and I'm about to go to your face and say, "What? You bigger than me? Now what?" And I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm a I'm a dog. That ain't Shaq, bro. That ain't Shaq. He that wasn't Shaq. Elijah Wan just bust his ass. That's he that, got the Timmy. That was actually more Barkley than Shaq. <laughs> That's yeah. why, and that's why Shaq, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's why yeah. very early on, Bar Barkley scooped him and slammed him. Yeah. yeah, and that's why I asked Kendrick Perkins. He ain't that. You you really are awkward. Like you, you just big, but you awkward. Like you fight, you get you throwing, you can't throw a jab. You just big. You just want 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 by your mouth. You big. Of course you could be scary, but you really ain't got no dog in you like that. You know what I'm saying? You see a big dude just finally been talking all this stuff. He he throw his hands. He get beat up by somebody inside. That's the worst. He he can't even fight. He don't even know how to throw a punch. You know what I'm saying? He might have beat up the little dude here, the little dude here, the guy that's got a little size, but because he's bigger than everybody. But then he somebody his size, as that or better, they are hey, targeting because he's just like, an awkward dude. It's like, like you just you know. it's actually remember the, like the story that Kev, um Kevin Garnett first punked him when they played when they played against each other, and then when he got when he, when Kevin he came, Garnett though is that guy too? Yeah. Because Kevin Garnett is that guy too, though. I, I, that's one reason I don't like Kevin Garnett. He want, 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 want. But let Rashid, let Rashid come in. And, Rashid to go in his mouth, stop all of that. Rashid to beat his ass. Like Ruben Patterson, like certain guys, like Charles Oakley's the world dog and Garnett. And Garnett knew it. Garnett was just a loud sucker. He a suck man. I used to like Garnett, man. He a, but he one of them guys that just one of them guys. He holla, holla, holla until you know. Hey, some guys you just can't mess with. He'll tell you too. Oh, no, yeah. Hey, some guys I just ain't mess with. No, you can't tell Oakley that though. He's a real tough guy. You can't tell Anthony Mason that. You can't tell uh, Ben Wallace that. These are real big. Like these, nah, I don't give a care who you is. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care if you Ben Wallace. I don't care if you Shaq. You said Ben Wallace was how he would do Shaq. Shaq obviously Shaq, but he would give Shaq a hell of a time, boy. And in the fight, he'd beat the shit out of Shaq in the fight. An un easy in a fight fight. Shaq can't even miss. Man, did you see on TNT? Shaq is he he just big. They put on three and a, they put a three fifteen on the bench. Shaq could barely get that up twice, bro. I'm stronger than Shaq. Listen to me. <laughs> I can bitch more than Shaq. I can bitch probably you almost four hundred pounds right now. I probably put three sixty three seventy on there. Throw that boy up at least one time. KJ probably stronger than Shaq. Barkley went up there, he started pumping. He just started pumping. Barkley pumped that boy by like five, six times, no problem. He's stronger than Shaq. Shaq just big. And it's crazy because I'm like, dang, that's crazy. You get taught to use your bigness, but he, at, at strength wise, that shit was embarrassing. Shaq, you about two times bigger than Barkley. And this nigga's strong. He about, but, but, but that's that, that, Cornbread, Southern, like strength, bro. Let me guys you don't want to mess with, cause I met plenty of in military. Hey, you was in the military. Oh no, always them Northern boys. I, I, I don't know how many times I seen it a lot. Always them New York cats. All them Jersey Philly cats. You know what I'm saying? 
Catch, hey, catch, catch the wrong country, brother. That, that, and that Alab, that Bama, that Bama, he talk crazy. Like, yeah, okay, keep fucking with his ass. Boy, hop up and knock your ass off. I was like, oh, that boy. That boy. Hey, I told him quit fucking with that boy. Hey, hey, they thought because he saw, you know, he saw, he got that accent. You know, he got goals in his mouth, and he looked goofy. He, he wasn't gonna get your issue. You got, you got, you got, get your ass up. Talk about, yeah, son, yeah, be Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, okay, get your ass knocked out real quick, didn't you? And I said that shit so many times. And so you learn to respect people. You respect where they from, what they about. No, big facts, big facts, big facts. Like NCO, I remember just seeing. See, you talk about knocked out. I used to see motherfuckers get knocked out because. Not knocked out with by, by like getting swung on, knocked out because he used to get slammed. Cause they didn't know who the fuck they were fucking with, and like yo, don't let that motherfucker, don't let those country motherfuckers grab you. <laughs> don't let they them niggas. Yeah, don't let them niggas grab you because yeah. like them them niggas is, is used to throwing cows for no reason. Like like they they got that grip. Yes. Like yo, get the fuck yo, get the yo. Don't next to know motherfuckers is on their yeah, head. Big ass, <laughs> African. Yo, African Bombada hands. Yo, B, you know how many people I, I done seen slammed, slammed on their heads because of that shit. But see, that's that's that, that's that shit that always happens like in the barracks. Motherfuckers start getting drunk. They get a little too yeah, loose at the tongue, yeah. and and you know what I mean. Like yo, you, you like, and then you get that you get to have that habitual line stepper. That listen, you could be there's different types of habitual line stepper. There's that disrespectful um, habitual line stepper, and there's that, and then there's motherfuckers that just don't know when, when to stop joking. <laughs> you know what I mean? That disrespectful. But then they act like they, they can fight though. They act like they can fight though. That disrespectful they, they, motherfucker. They talk. Yes. That they disrespectful. They, re and they reinvented themselves. Like the worst is they reinvented themselves. They was never that guy. But they act and I can and the person from the hood can see that all day. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, you corny, you corny, bro. Like people from the hood don't even act like that. They know what because they know when it's time to get down, it's time to get down. They'll come out acting like that. They know what happened to bullies in the hood. When you live in the hood, you know what happened to bullies. You know what I'm saying? So you cool typically. I mean, if somebody bring you the smoke, it was on. You know what I'm saying? We got you got confident cash. Look, you know what I'm saying? It's gonna be some guys that's gonna be about their business. They may talk a little bit. But when the guy, that extra guy that hooked that the line stepper, I feel like it's an insecurity, bro. Mm -hmm. it, and and then they think cause they especially black dudes, you know what I'm saying? They was like, Oh, I'm black, I'm from the hood. I'm about to, you know, Step up, get, the, get kicked in the head by a little white dude. That way ain't kicking that shit. He ain't had to say nothing. I've seen it happen so many times in the club. Like, bro, like, I, I got a, I got a dude named Phillips, Brian. I never forget. Brian wore Doc Martens, bro. He wore Doc Martens, Doc Martens, and and the, and the one cat would always pick with him. He was cool too. I like white. He was just racist though. The black dude was kind of just racist. He just didn't like white people. I'm like, man, well, he cool though. He running with us, man. Leave him alone. I was at the teller, like, bro. Cause I ain't, I ain't going for that. When you're with me, we with us, man. You chill, chill out, nigga. Yeah. I don't care if you can fight out. I ain't really, nobody knew, really knew though. It was just he was, he was from Philly, and he was at that, you know that that Philly walk talk. Everybody's scared of it. But me being from the hood, that shit don't impress me. Cause I see that shit every day. And you know, and and a lot of motherfuckers in the room typically, they they got the most help, or they, you know, what I'm saying they just want want that. You know, what I'm saying I already know that already. It don't intimidate me. And plus, I got go. So you, he didn't want to go with me. I he already know. I'm like, listen, we could go, but he probably he know that he don't want to do that with me. So 
Brian rolled with us, you leave him alone. And I don't know if he was getting drunk in the NCO club, bro. Man, Brian, I ain't never seen no nigga. Like, I don't know how he had his leg do this. His leg went from, and he could knock somebody out too. He we used to we used to bike. We, we were boxing the barracks, and he would lock, literally knock motherfuckers out. Like pop. We had to like fake the fake gloves from the little. I I got a thing about these machines at the at the Denny's or wherever Dave and Buster's. Mm-hmm. The little machines, the claw machines. Like I'm the king of the claw machines. I always got to get something out of them things. And so people, they be like, they be like, especially when they be like, you know what? That's a waste of money. Don't even put your money here. You're stupid. They just take your money. I said, what? Don't tell me I can't. And I go in there and I got get one. Come back with a bitch to tape like, oh, how you do that? Cause I'm, cause I'm me. You know what I'm saying? I say mm-hmm. talk some shit, but I used to have these gloves that I got out the machine, and they was not real gloves, but they was big. And you could feel the, they had cloth in them, but you could feel, if you put them just right, you could feel all the knuckles. Man, we used to put them just on, he was knocking niggas out. Like, it's, and we tried to do weight class. But, but he, the first time, he, the first two times he fought, he knocked two people out. Like, almost literally. And ain't nobody want to fight with him no more. So he had to fight against bigger dudes. And he was still, pop, pop, he popping their ass, making them quit. I'm like, oh, this is the motherfucker. He in the, in the cl- NCO club, and the guy come over, womp, womp, womp. I don't know what he did. He's stepping on my shoe again, something like that. He like, man, I'm cool, man. Be cool. And that's his thing. He like, be cool, man. Oh, I'm sorry, bro. Be cool. He ain't even do nothing. He apologized for something he didn't do. They don't get more humble than that. True. Like, cool. He like, cool. But all the time, he know he can whoop this dude's ass. Man, dude, this. I don't know if he pushed him. He said, I said, stop stopping on my shoe. Or he, he like, he said something in his drink, spit on him or something. It was something. Because I, I was just, I wasn't paying on no mind. I was like, we're tired. I had my head down. All I seen when I looked up, though, is his foot. Yeah, you seen Johan? I don't know if you were turning Johan or Johan, the one with, what's his name, Adam Saller, when he got the shirt open and shit. He like a, uh, Johan. You ever seen Johan when they showed the part where they showed him kicking somebody in the face? Like with his foot. And I promise you, if I was standing in your face, like face to face, like boxers do, I seen his foot come up. So quick in the back of this dude's head with that dark marking, pop and kick him in the head. Oh, this dude shit. fell straight the fuck out, like right on the floor, like sprawl on the floor, sleep. Pop. I thought he was dead. I never seen nobody get knocked out. I've seen a lot in the hood. I don't mean shot at. I never really seen nobody right in front of me get knocked the fuck out. He kicked the shot, this dude, and I don't know how he did it because how can you kick somebody that's right in front of you, like literally right in front of you? Like chest to chest. How can you kick somebody like that? Like normally you gotta back up and kick him. No, he didn't. His leg went up from the right, the right and pop came down on his head. And this motherfucker was asleep. I said, Dog, what you do? Oh shit, we gotta get out of here. And we can't fight it because we had the NCO club. You know what I'm saying? We had yeah. the NCO club. Yeah, you can't you know fight the NCO club. Yeah, no, 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 no. You gotta get out yeah, of that motherfucker yeah, quickly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a civilian club, man. All right, man, we got to go. We gotta go, good. We got we get off the whole base. I said, I hope we can make it our base, cause I'm like, it, it ain't nothing for somebody to come make a phone call and stop you at the base, cause we deep. We had Hickam Air Force Base in um, uh, it, I think it was Hickam, Hickam in the Hawaii, Hickam Air Force Base. Are we trying to get off? I'm trying to get off. I'm trying to get out of there, boy. And then, and then I'm thinking to myself, this motherfucker don't play. Hey, people think he's soft, but he don't play. The whole time I couldn't get over that shit. Hey man, you'll fuck somebody up, bro. I had to choke. I had to grab you. 
For real. I told him, I tell him all the time, I ain't gonna fight you. I'm gonna grab your ass and just choke you out. I ain't playing with and, you. And hope that he don't know Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> no, I mean, he ain't, he was, he ain't, I mean, he ain't, if I grab him, he, I'm strong. I, grab, I don't fuck what he got. He's just like a little kid. To me, it's, at that point, he was, he wasn't strong or nothing. Like, but he hit like he was strong. You know what I'm saying? He, you know, he hit like, ooh, what's his name? Ooh, smoke, whatever night. Like, you look little. But if you grab him, nah, he ain't got no strength. He ain't. He got a boy strength, like as far as like mm, that kick though. You said he but he don't hit like one. You said he he hit that motherfucker. He hit you with some motherfucking one piece shit. Like that motherfucker was Luffy with like some gum gum fruit yeah. collar. Like uh, uh-uh. bro. I, and then but then if you that bully though. You that bully. You that Philly bully. Not your whole everything changed. You changed. You, you your your whole persona. Everything about you is, is over with. Cause you try to be somebody you not. You was never that dude at home. You was never that bully at home. You were never that. Now you it's over. Now he just and now hum- you walking around base quiet, just humble and timid yeah. for no reason. <laughs> docile, yeah, docile, yeah. and not you know what I'm saying. And it's different. It's different now. You back to where you was at home because you trying to play like it always catch up with you too. When you have you. Oh shit! Okay, damn. Can't believe that we've gotten that far on the podcast already, folks. So what we're going to do, we're going to take a little quick break, right? And we're going to go back into the Mighty Sports Podcast and some more story time, apparently. Damn, two hours of story time. We ain't talk no sports. We talk some sports. Story time. Break. Commercials. Get that shit done. They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They joined because there is important work to be done. And only some able to do it they are brighter better educated led and equipped than any team in history they are doctors lawyers engineers technologists and combat troops all prepared for whatever comes their way you'll find them where the lights don't flash and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world. And they can respond, I became a soldier. And we are back with the Mighty Sports Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. I'm still your host, the one knowing Donald Omar Taylor. Oh. I don't even know where to go with that because I'm not because what ended up happening is that as we switch over feeds, I don't know if we're gonna get Chill Will back. We should be getting Chill Will back, right? I know that we should. Yeah, he he has an invite to everything, right? And we'll see if we if we continue the story, right? But and I can't remember how we got down this road. I know I know we were talking about some star players. I know we ended up talking about 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 how salty Scotty Pippen had been, right? So. Since we were, since we were linked to a little bit of story time, right? I I, I feel like I, I should I should go ahead and hold off my story because I want to get like we we've derailed a lot, and I have to tell you this, and I really have a story I wanted to tell you guys of this trip that me and Mom Dukes took, and her first experience with Uncle Murder, the rapper. But I say that for another time on the, on, on on the podcast, All right? Let's get back show related a little. Right? Sports-related. A little. So, as you guys know, right? I think you guys know well by now that, that I play a game called NBA 2K. Right? Heavy on the sticks. Right? Probably one of my favorite shits to play. And 
NBA 2K is is, is cele- uh, NBA 2K TV is celebrating their 300th episode. All right, and as you guys know, right? Not just a, not just a gamer invested in the NBA 2K, bought them when they were like thirty something dollars a share. Right, so like one of my favorite investments, like to have had, and also used to tell people to invest into. Now, it's like it's expensive as fuck now, <laughs> but I, and I don't know how much more room for immediate growth that they have. But I mean, they're still viable. They're still viable. Shit. Um. So NBA Two K TV is putting on their their three hundredth episode. And when they put on their three hundredth episode, um, the, the 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 host is is bringing in her co-host, right? And he hadn't been there for a while, right? Some dude named Chris Manning. And as I, as I look at him, like, my first thought is, like, yo, dude must have been partying his ass off, right? Because as I look at him, I notice that, like, his eyes look really, like, I don't know if he had bags or they were just really sunk in. But I'm like, yo, he really looked like he's been partying his ass off because, in a sense, he look, he, look, he kind of looked like shit, Right, I, I thought like, damn, like how many two K parties have you been? Like how much two K pussy are you getting? How many two K parties are you going going to? Like how many all nighters have you been pulling as one of the co hosts two K recently? Like like, damn, b. And then I had to pull all that shit back. End up finding out. So wanted to bring this out that Chris Mannon actually end up surviving a full kidney and pancreas transfer. Yeah. During his run as, as the co-host that he had been suffering uh, from kidney failure and been going through dialysis and all this other stuff during it. And then it ended up getting to the point where he ended up having a, um, a full transplant for, um, for both. And that's and he's been going through recovery and shit. And that's the reason why he looks like shit. Not because he was partying, like my crazy ass likes to think. But just because this motherfucker cheated death. So so, congratulations to him. Like like, I love to see it. Love to hear about it. And just had to bring that up because it, it popped up my radar. And like I said, semi sports related. You know, you know, I like that weird shit, right? Let's move into the college a little bit before we run into the, before we go around the league, right? Have you guys heard yet? That damn, I just realized I didn't even got like. I didn't even fully got my, my, my John Wall question out the way. <laughs> Sorry. I just realized that. That that I, this derailment derived from my John Wall question and trying to see if he would take him in Cleveland. Then we got to LeBron. And then we got to the man. And then we got to Rasheed. And then we got to... Yeah, yeah. You guys got just got to go back and listen. If you're just not catching to the podcast, you just got to go back and listen to see how we got on that rabbit hole. It's a it's a fun hole. It's gonna be it's gonna be one of your top five favorite holes to be in. I guarantee you. But you're gonna want to go down that rabbit hole. So one Lindsey Riley becomes our. I want to say he becomes right. But yeah, he becomes the new head coach of USC, University of, you know, SoCal. <laughs> Which, can I tell you guys, for a long ass time, I thought that was University of South Carolina, for real, for real. Like, I thought USC was University of South Carolina. I was like, I don't even understand, like, why, like, 
I didn't know shit about college. I, I still, I still really like, but like that's why I always have to like really pause and think about that shit. I'm like, University of South California or whatever, SoCal. <laughs> like UCLA didn't make any sense to me for for a long ass time either. I was like, I don't even. Know. I just know that shit's in Cali. Like University of California Law. I don't know. That's like yeah. That shit made no sense to me for for a minute. I know I am, but hey, hey, hey. I am what I am. And that's all I am, and that's what got me to eat spinach. But Lincoln Raleigh, he leaves Oklahoma. And he takes up the job at USC. Oklahoma, you know, OU, Boomer, Sooners, right? And I, I need to call Deborah and find out how she feels about this. Because didn't they, didn't Oklahoma just, or didn't Lincoln Raleigh just become the head coach for the Boomer Sooners? Because they had some guy named Bob Stoops or something like that forever. It was five years ago this happened? Wow, it's been that long? Shit, man, COVID really adds a bunch of years into some shit. <clears throat> I feel, okay, so it's been five years. Uh, and we know Stoops was like the longest, was like there forever. And like, and Stoops had handpicked him to be the next, you know, predecessor of the whole entire Oklahoma dynasty. And now, Lincoln Raleigh says, you know what? I really don't want the Oklahoma dynasty. <laughs> what I really want is to get to work on my tan. It's cold. I'm sorry. Like, I'm, I'm tired of looking ghostly. I don't want to use that spray-on shit. I want to go sit in those little weird-ass fucking beds. <laughs> I'm just assuming that's what, that's, that's what happens. Like, I've I'm, I'm, I'm never done this shit personally. Right? Like, I want to go sit outside, and I want to just work on my tan. I want to see palm trees. Like, I, I don't want to see fucking... I don't want to have to deal with with, with, with buckeyes falling out of, the, out, out of the tree and denting my car and shit like that. The only thing I want to worry about is possibly coconuts. You know what I mean? I want to be somewhere where the weed is legal, and it's not a place where it's considered part of the Bible Belt. I want to get the fuck out of the goddamn Bible Belt. I, I, like, I, I want to wear a real belt, goddamn it, because I'm a big boy. And big boys wear pants. <laughs> so Lincoln Raleigh, he bounces. And I'm going to be talking, I'm going to call up, I'm going to start taking like a little toll or whatever. Start, I'm going to call up the one Oklahoma fan that I know and see if she's been talking to the people back home. You know, and find out like how people in Oklahoma is taking this. See if they feel betrayed. They probably feel betrayed. They probably feel it should be all kinds of irate. Because this is one of those, because the way they transitioned from coaches, it made it seem like, hey, like like how like how uh, how like Nick Saban or or oh, not Nick Saban, but yeah, um, do their friend like, hey, you know, I picked my predecessor. This is gonna be the next guy that's gonna be there for the next twenty plus years, like I was. But nope, short attention span. You got five out of me. Like you got, you guys keep asking what's my five year plan. My five year plan is to figure out what the fuck I'm going after five years. USC. <clears throat> so, Lincoln Riley, new head coach, and I guess we'll we'll have to sit back and wait to hear exactly who Oklahoma gets as their next coach. Now, damn it, I you know what I realize? 
I never did get this damn football game up. What's the score? I really got distracted. And you know what? The bad thing about it is that I got distracted when I wasn't even doing the talking. Like, I could have been had this up. I could have had this up. I could have had everything set, and I could have had this game on. Right? But I know it's supposed to be Seattle and 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 and, and the Washington team football. Right? Or the, or the, or the Washington whatchamacallits, as we, they're also named. They have, they have a lot of aliases. The Washington team football has a lot of aliases here with us. But that's only because they are walking dumbasses. Like, I don't know whatever way to kind of say it. <laughs> like, they... I, I... As much as, as... As we keep moving forward of... <clears throat> like, name changes and progression and... And teams being held accountable and front offices being held accountable... And organizations, you know, being lost based off of past transgressions and things like that, or current transgressions. I really am surprised that Dan Snyder has found a way to hold on to his team. Really am. Really am truly surprised. Well, it'll happen. Now, we had our picks last week, right? And I want to go through my picks real quick before we go around the league, right? Because one of my picks, obviously, is being played out right now with the Seattle and Washington team football. Right, where I have Seattle um, coming out with the victory here. And we'll find out in a second if this game is still on or if this game is already over and I am a loser. <clears throat> but, because, you know, Seattle's been struggling this year. Seattle been, has been 100% struggling this year. And even though I'm a Russell Wilson fan, right, I am way more of a Jets fan than I am a Russell Wilson fan. And the Jets fandom says... The Jets fandom says that I need to root for Seattle to take every single loss that they can get because the New York Jets has Seattle's first round pick this year based off of the, um, who was it? Jamal, 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 damn, what was his name? But based off of the, the... The Jamal trade. I forget his name, but he was the the linebacker or something like that for the Jets. Jamal Adams. There we go. <clears throat> Did my internet just freeze somewhere? Oh, no. Safety. There we go. Some shit like that. He no longer matters. <laughs> but based off of the Jamal Adams trade, the New York Jets have the first round pick for from the Seattle Seahawks. So, this season being a bad season for the Seattle Seahawks, actually, because, to be 100% honest, when the Jets got that pick, you don't anticipate that being a high pick because you anticipate the, the Seattle Seahawks consistently being a playoff team. Being or being in playoff contention, how you know, so you expect that to be somewhere in the 20s and 30s, but because of how horrible they've been this season, no, that first round draft pick is may possibly land the Jets a top seven pick if they continue down this path. So I picked the I picked Seattle to win um, tonight's game. Made them my number two pick, right? Or, or my two point pick. 
but I'm not truly rooting for Seattle this season. It's, it's the one year, right? I'm really am rooting. I'm rooting against Russell Wilson. But also, another reason to root against them to do well because with every bad game that they have, I think it pushes it a little closer that Russell Wilson is out of there. And regardless of which New York team you root for, or doesn't really matter which team you root for, unless you have a, unless you're solidified in your quarterback position, Russell Wilson becoming a free agent and joining the market is sexy to everybody. It's sexy to the Jets. It's sexy to the Giants. It's sexy to the Dolphins. It's sexy to the Texans. Thank you to the Texans for helping the Jets get an ugly victory. I'm so glad. Woo, woo, woo. Can I tell you guys? I used the Jets for my one-point pick. And I was so happy. I, I took a risk. But I, but I didn't take a high risk, as you can see. But I took a risk because if they didn't, if they didn't pull through, I was going to come away this week with no point somewhere. I, even if it is my only my one point pick, I'm gonna get I'm gonna not have points somewhere. And that couldn't have happened. No, no, no. That that's not happening. Sorry about that, Shugs. I just realized what happened there. The game though. The game that probably had me at the edge of my seat the most is the game that I invested the most points in. And is the game that didn't look like it was going to happen in the first half. Folks, the game that we're talking about is Cleveland! This is for you! Baltimore versus Cleveland. And this game was ugly. I mean, the Jets game was ugly. They pulled out a victory. The Giants game was ugly. They end up pulling out a victory. I was like, how many more teams that I generally root for or cheer for their general wellness? Not my team, but, you know, root for their general wellness when they're not playing my team. Can have ugly games and still pull out the victory. Well, you know what? Baltimore decided that they wanted to go ahead and join the fray. Baltimore decided that they wanted to go ahead and be one of these teams <clears throat> You want to hear the Trey Young thing again? <laughs> oh shit. All right, I got you. I got you. I I listen, a request was made. It's an easy request that I could actually accommodate. Yo, you thought Trey Young was still good, right? Fuck Trey Young! Fuck Trey Young! Fuck Trey Young! Fuck Trey Young! There you go. I got you. <clears throat> I put the three-point pick into Baltimore. And Baltimore really was about to let me down. This, that Sunday night game was a crazy game. Now, let's just put that all in perspective because we all know one thing. I shouldn't say we all know one thing for sure. Because the one thing that we about to say that we know for sure actually just didn't happen for surely a while ago. And what that is that normally, under most circumstances, if you turn the ball over four times, 
you usually guarantee yourself an L. But in this particular instance, I guess there's an exception to the rule when you're playing one. Cleveland! This is for you! Against one Baker Mayfield who is supposed to be hurt, said he was hurt, still is going to play. And whatever his team is about. Apparently, whatever happened in the first half of the game to Lamar Jackson didn't happen in the second half of the game because, you know, the big trust came out. Woo, woo. You know, like, actually, you know what? I, I, I think I have a sounder for this, right? But he turned into whatever mold that he turned in that, that he turns into or he dug down and he found whatever he found finds and he found a way to pull out a victory and I, and that's really all that matters right is that you that you get these vic now when your teams like Baltimore that actually has a good quarterback and actually has a good team it really does only thing that matters is that you get the dub when you're a team like Baltimore when you're the Jets and you're the Giants and you won looking the way that you won. Nothing is impressive there. You beat a division opponent, the Eagles. Right? And we already know how division rivalry games go. God damn it, Seattle's about to let me down. Damn, I should never have picked them for my two-point pick. Fuck. I just got the, I just got the game up. It is nine to seventeen. Washington is up. Seattle has the ball. The only way to tie it is they'll have to get down the field. They're about at, at their. They're about the fifty yard line. They didn't get the first down a while ago. They passed the ball. Clock is ticking. Forty seven seconds left. They'll have to score here, and they'll also have to get the two point conversion. They're at their opponents. They're at the forty yard line. They're working the bait on the field. They get the first down. We're at 33 seconds. Clock still ticking. 29 seconds left. They're in their hurry-up offense. Let's see what they do here. Are they going to spike it or are they going to go? Folks, they are going to go, folks. We got another one. Russell Wilson steps up into the, into the thing. And fo oh, they got a touchdown, folks. 15 seconds left. Man. <laughs> Washington's quarterback, right before the, the the play right before that, you see him. He was just over there, like with his head up. Now you see him head down, taking a deep breath. But man, Russell Wilson stepped stepped up into that pocket, and he probably could have ran for a first down. But nope, what he does, he catches number eighteen, streaking right into the middle of the defense, right into the soft spot into the zone, and and nobody close to him, right into the end zone. Heineken says, what the fuck? Hey, that's the kind of team that you play for. That was a hell of a play. That was a hell of a that was a hell of a play, folks. Now they now they have the two-point conversion. They snap the ball, folks. Basically, this two-point conversion is the game. Cause if they don't convert here, if they don't convert, Russell Wilson has time, all the time in the world. And they broke it up. Wait, they they, they said it was an interception. Yep. Interception, folks.
But he, we'll see what they say. Is that an interception or did they? You know, yep. Look like he's gonna stand. Look, like this is definitely interception. I think Russ is gonna have them reveal because saying that I think they're gonna say that they're gonna try to determine if both players caught it and if he and caught it and then came down with it and then it was Russell. It was it was wrestled away from him afterwards. And if that's the case, that they both had it, who do you then? Do you give it to? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Spiral. Had nope. 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 Definitely interception. Definitely interception. Definitely interception. That was the only thing I was thinking that they could possibly be reviewing, or, or it could possibly. Happen. It was close. It was close. The touchdown was just the, was just the first portion of it. The two point conversion was going to be what was going to determine if it was going to go into overtime or not. Fifteen seconds left. Um, they're probably gonna. The only thing, the only thing left right now for Seattle to do is that they're gonna to have to try some type of onside squib kick to see if they can get the ball back and get into field goal position. Fifteen seconds left on the on, on the in this game, folks. Seventeen fifteen. Washington over Seattle. Seattle gets ready to quick kick. They do their little squibby, and Seattle gets the ball back. Seattle gets the ball back. Seattle gets the ball back. Holy shit. Holy shit. This is why I love watching sports live. And sometimes doing the podcast live. Folks, Seattle gets the ball back. 15 seconds to go. They get another chance. Holy shit, I think they're going to review this. <laughs> they're going to so review this. Holy shit. Of course, they're going to review to see if it passes 10 yards. It definitely did that. Oh, God. The guy from Washington tried to get the ball, and it, the ball hopped right over him. Seattle got the ball back. It cleared 10 yards. They're going to review this, but this is good. This is going to be good. Oh, Washington team football is living up to every single one of their initials and giving us a big what the fuck moment. <laughs> Holy shit. Folks, wait, there's a flag? What? Illegal formation, Seattle. Oh, wow. You have got to be shitting me. Okay, like they're trying to get this rev Wow. Wow. Okay, so they're saying that they couldn't have three guys bunched up on the right side? Two guys in the middle. Kicker. Three guys. I'm gonna have to hear this. I, I'm gonna have to rewatch. I'm gonna have to just. I, I'm gonna have to hear how this is described. Are they making them re-kick it? What, what's what's going on here? Wow. Like, <laughs> what's that? I like th this is. You can't make this up. You really can't. They're still reviewing this. Okay, folks. Yeah, so this is going to result in a re-kick 
one second was lost from the previous plate clock. So they ran off one second. I don't know how you lose a second. Okay, no, they put it back. Okay. No, it was 15 seconds left. They lost a second. Folks, they go for the squib kick again. And... Wait a minute. Wait, wait. Did they get it back again? Nope. Nope, nope, nope. They almost did. Washington Act. Okay. This looks like some grade A bullshit. I ain't gonna lie. It looks like it look it looks like Seattle Seattle almost got this ball back. It almost happened again. It really almost happened again. They really almost lost that ball again. Like Seattle Seattle was a half a hand away from getting that ball back. And now Washington goes into victory formation. And they take their first kneel down. Seattle has no timeouts. And there goes the ball game, people. 17-15. Seattle. And while I'm upset that I lost my three-point pick, at least one, I got my, I mean, my two-point pick. I got my one-point pick and I got my three-point pick, which is Baltimore and the New York Jets. The, good, the only good thing that really come out of a Seattle out of a Seattle loss, as I mentioned already, is that the New York Jets have their first round pick. So every loss they take is a win for the New York Jets and a higher draft pick that they get. But also, it's also maybe one step closer to us finally seeing a divorce of Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. Remember, there's a game that I still want to play, and. I think I may be up to I, I think I'm up to about half of the league in a, in, a, in a little game that I'm playing with myself, right? Pause. <laughs> but in, in, in this little exercise game I play, in an exercise that, that, that I'm conducting, I should say, more than anything else, in an exercise that I'm conducting, I am realizing that the NFL is in a good it is in a very good position from a dramatic standpoint over the next five years based off of one thing and one thing only and we're gonna run through this you know what I think I'll do this on Wednesday when I'm live from Sharkies I think that's when I'll that, that's, that's when I could that's that's when I'll come off the fruit of my labor so guys don't you forget folks we're gonna be live from Sharkies on Wednesday, December first, live at eight oh seven p.m. As you as you know that we do trivia, and with that trivia, we also give out free samples of Blue Chew, folks. Yes, Blue Chew. Don't forget about Blue Chew in case you guys in case you guys don't remember. Blue Chew just happens to be that little blue pill that can give you back your thrill. All you have to do is open up a pack and then head straight to the sack. Just a few chews before you do 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 do. No. It has the same active ingredients as Viagra Cialis, so this is one opportunity that you definitely don't want to miss. She's going to love how you come through like a champ whenever you blue chew in advance. And if you use this week's promo code of L-V-O-H, that's Lima Victor Oscar Hotel, you can get your first order of blue chew for free. From the good folks at my tea. It's on me, folks. First order. 
Only thing you got to do, you got to make sure you take care of the good folks at the, at the United States Postal Service. So you got to pay for shipping and handle it. Blue chew. Just chew it and then do it. We're talking about heavyweight champ of the world champ. We're talking about undisputed, you know what I mean, pound for pound, pound for pound, greatest of all time champ. Like That's, that's the kind of champ we're talking about. We're talking about undefeated champ whenever you blue chew in advance. We're talking about, it may be it, it may be scheduled for 12, but you're going to knock it out in one kind of champ. Ayo, <laughs> hey, producer Mighty. <laughs> Yo, I need you to pull up something for me, right? Go ahead and pull up this week's schedule. I think it's just about time for us to go around the league, right? Because the Jets got an ugly win, and the Giants got an ugly win. But... There was a lot of ugliness going on around the league this whole entire week. It's basically, it feels as if the league was real normal for about nine, ten weeks. And then all of a sudden, these last two, three weeks, two, three weeks, everything has just been going topsy-turvy. Upside down. Turn it out. And, and it, started on, it started on Thanksgiving. With the Cowboys losing to the Raiders. Right, but then it will continue to where we see the Miami Dolphins blowing out the Carolina Panthers to the point where the Carolina Panthers bench Cam Newton, folks. I, I never thought I was like, damn, you just got back, and you know what? Even though they benched him, they're getting blown out. There's no reason for Cam to be in there. We 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 could fully understand why. I think that the way that the organization handled it and the way that they verbalized things was was top notch. I feel like they're, they're dealing with this situation with Cam Newton a whole lot more differently. I feel like they're dealing with this situation with Cam Newton now the way they should have dealt with it in the beginning. He, I don't think he ever should have been gone, to be honest with you. Especially since Matt Ryan still has a fucking job. He almost lost to the goddamn Jaguars. Yeah, he has a goddamn job. <laughs> Like, Cam Newton already has a better record than him already. Like, <laughs> oh, they both got the same record, right? They both they both got five wins for the season. I can't tell you, man. These teams, they, they, these two guys have been so similar in their careers, right? And what they've kind of, uh, and kind of, and what they've accomplished. It's not even, and it's, it's not even funny. Except for, I don't think Matt Ryan has ever been MVP of the league. I don't remember that. I don't remember that happening. But... You would think MVP of the league would get a little bit of a, a little bit of benefit of the doubt, right? A little bit, just a little bit. But that didn't save you from that doesn't save you from a blowout. That also doesn't save you, like the, the coaches that verbalized it. No, they did a good wordplay. He wasn't familiar being in that scenario, so we go, so we went and take him up just because he hasn't been there long enough. I'm like, I've never heard somebody explain that we pulled out this veteran quarterback because he didn't quite understand. Because he's not hasn't really been in this scenario for us, so we just thought it'd be better to go a different like what? Veteran quarters supposed to be veteran quarterback. Because see, now that you're back, Cam, now that we got you back on the team, now we can scrutinize you properly, <laughs> right? Because you do belong on the team, right? And now we can treat you fairly and scrutinize you when you when you do bad and talk good about you when you do good. 
You should be started on a team. That should be happening. But but if I I find it weird that that they're saying that he does he he's unfamiliar with being in that situation. I'm like, what situation could be brought to a veteran like as that like Cam Newton or any veteran's been in that league that long that they're unfamiliar with. Now the fact that they're getting blown out and you don't want to put your starting quarterback in harm in a blowout game, you know what I mean? Because there's no reason for him to be out there for that. I get that. But other than that, any other reason that they kind of gave about it being situational or scenario football that Cam Newton is unfamiliar with is complete bullshit. And I have no clue on why they're trying to cover that shit up at all. But we going to see, right? Like, like these things, like these things are gonna eventually come out to life. We're, we're gonna see a bunch of stuff. We're gonna see if if Cam Newton survives this current stand with the with uh, how long this current stand with the Carolina Panthers um so, um so lasts for Cam Newton. We're gonna see if he if he even um we definitely figure out he's gonna last the rest of the season. Obviously, right? So yeah, we we yeah we just have to keep checking into things because. That's just odd to me on, on how they did that particular benching of Cam Newton. Like I said, it really could have just been like, hey, we're going to bench you because... We're going to bench you because, hey, we're getting blown out right now. No need to keep you in the block. We don't want you to get injured. We know you're a competitor, but we got to protect you from us, from yourself. All the rest of that shit is just white noise. And half of it sounds disrespectful. Or as if Cam Newton doesn't know how to play football anymore. And if that's the case, then we're going to have to figure some shit out. Now, staying within the division, right, as we talk about the, the Miami Dolphins blowing out the Carolina Panthers, the New England Patriots blew out the Tennessee Titans. And not for nothing, not surprised, right? Yep, not surprised. <laughs> like, I, I didn't I haven't, like, I, I didn't release my picks, which don't worry, the, the picks are going to be going to be released so you guys can finish out your seasons properly. <laughs> Sorry, it was holiday. But again, not surprised. The New England Patriots are scary good. And the only reason why they're scary good is because they're professional. The New England Patriots are a professional ran football team. They don't need you to be super athletic. They don't need you to be flashy. They don't need you to be anything more than what you are. And to be efficient at that. Listen. You don't need to be a superstar. You just need to be a superstar in your role. And that's how the New England Patriots is looking at. And, folks, it is officially here. We are seeing them rebuild the Death Star all over again. They treated the Tennessee Titans as if they were toys. Now, we understand that there is a very big key piece for the Tennessee Titans that is injured. But to go out 36 to 13, right? That is that is a combination of, of everything starting to really come together. You're starting to see their rookie quarterback look as comfortable as any quarterback could could possibly look not any rookie quarterback just any quarterback 
should be looking by week 13 in the league. He's not out there. He doesn't look rushed. He's taking his time. I understand that that there's a couple of check that that he basically plays a lot of dink and dunk. But you know what? Who cares? Because you know what? You know what that you know what dink and dunk really is. It's 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 really it's, it's really just football. It's complimentary football. It's taking what it's taking what is being given to you. It's taking what you schemed up to get. It's working towards the advantage of your team. Matt Jones. Carves them up. 23 for 32, 310 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. The run game for the Tennessee Titans, like I said, we we all know. I said we we all know that Derrick Henry isn't there, right? And they were supposed to be trying to fill this in with Adrian Peterson a little bit, but that quite isn't there. Instead, we got we, instead we're seeing Dante Foreman and Moncho Hibbert, you know, and and they're both putting up the yardage, but it's Ben don't break, right? You can put up however many yards that you need to. Ben don't break. New England Patriots top five, one of the top five defenses in the league. New England, um, their offense is just flat out reliable, and. While Tom Brady didn't do this in his rookie year, I think, it, but it was his very first year playing with them. Like, damn. So for everybody that was wondering if it's Brady or if it's Belichick, we clearly see that Belichick's system makes the quarterback until, until the quarterback becomes good enough to stand on their own two feet. If they're ever able to stand on their own two feet. Some can't, some can't. Be and stand on your own two feet is that I've given you enough confidence and clout to make everybody in this league, or to make 90% of this league willing to follow you and your leadership. Whether you're here or whether you're not. It's Bill Belichick. He's the evil master scientist, the evil master genius. Tom Brady happens to be one of his Frankensteins. And we're seeing him create another one. It's not one of those things that, that, I, that I enjoy seeing as a Jets fan. I, I ain't gonna lie to you. It's not one of those things that I enjoy seeing as a Jets fan at all, at all. Because this leads to not this this leads to nowhere good. This leads to, to this more pain and heartache for another ten years while they're together. Because who knows how long Bill Belichick has? But by the time he leaves, Bill Bella Bill Belichick leaves. Bill Belichick finally has his predecessor. You'll probably push that guy right in. Hasn't he had Josh McDaniels sitting there forever? <laughs> Some guy. But he'll push him right in, and by that time, the quarterback would have won at least one or two Super Bowls by then. And we've built up enough clout and already have all the confidence that now he can move on even past Bill. Because because Tom Brady shows that life after Bill is, is doable. It's, it's completely disgusting. Like, when I, when I future project on what the New England Patriots... 
or what this rookie that I already hate and named Mac Jones is going to be doing to the league possibly for the next 15 years. Easy. But they get a they get a nice little disgusting victory over the Tennessee Titans. I'm, I'm telling you, man. The I want to play a game with you guys. I can't wait till Wednesday when we play this game. I think we I think we teased the game last on last week's podcast. We definitely did tease this game. But I'm gonna finalize it. And we're gonna play this game. I'm not gonna tell you the name of the game. I wonder if I should. I think I should. I'll tell you the name of the game so that you can play along with us Wednesday when, when, we're, when we're playing live. For everybody that can't be live in Sharkies, you guys can at least start preparing yourselves. And the game I'm currently playing with my... <laughs> the exercise I'm currently conducting is... Is this quarterback going to be with their team in the next five years? I wanted to say three, but... Five made it sound a little bit more interesting. Five has a lot more chaos in it. And it was doing this exercise that made me realize that from a theatrical standpoint, right? From a dramatic standpoint, the NFL is going to be is in good hands. Because when you start looking at them, when you start realizing it, when you start loosely playing this game in your head, and you start realizing how many teams may have a turnover you're like damn that just means that this is going to be how many teams we're going to how many different teams we're going to end up talking about in the next 5 years about possibly getting the next future of their franchise because apparently that guy may not still be on their as we currently speak right now in the next five years. Like that's how that's, that's how far that's how deep and far I'm going, people. Because one of those teams that we're already con- it's already in there, it's gonna be the Pittsburgh Steelers. They just lost to Cincinnati, who has their quarterback for the next five years. But here we go again. Another year of what may be mediocre Ben. Last year, Pittsburgh started off kind of started off hot. Play, played against a lot of mediocre talent. End of the season when they played against better talent, finished with a, with, with a lackluster record. Got bounced early by, by Cleveland. Sorry, if I'm going to do it in the good, I got to do it in the bad, right? Cleveland! This is for you! And now they're having another struggling season. And the, the talks are going to are going to start revolving around, hey, is Ben Roethlisberger, sorry, that's a different band in the great state of Pennsylvania. <laughs> right? But is Ben Roethlisberger not even going to be the quarterback for the next five years? 
Is he going to be the quarterback for them after this season? Why not? Why not? The Pittsburgh Steelers have a record of five, five, and one, and I don't know if Mike Tomlin has ever had a losing record. I'm really trying to think. How often has Mike Tomlin produced a losing record in his tenure with the Steelers? And I don't think he's had many, if he's had any at all. With the way the Pittsburgh Steelers are going this season, not saying that they're going to have one. I'm just saying that they are flirting with possibly giving Mike Tomlin his first losing season. Flirting. There's nothing wrong with flirting. It's when you start shooting up the clubs when we have a problem. <clears throat> Green Bay beats, uh, ends up taking out the Rams 36-28. Aaron Rodgers gets over whatever toe issues that he has and ends up taking that out. Ends up completing that victory. The... Other crazy victory that about this season, or this week, I should say. I think we already kind of talked about it already, which is Baltimore over Cleveland. Lamar Jackson, four turnovers in the first half. To come away with a victory after four turnovers in is, is almost unheard of. The percentages are, are slim and, ne- and damn near next to none. Not to say that. My PC is plugged in. Okay. What the hell is going on here? But Lamar Jackson, the end, to honestly just put it real simple, the reason why I had to come back here is that Lamar Jackson just continues to prove why for the, for this season and for almost a good and a good portion since the end of last season that I, that I have come around to saying that I am not going to be I, I get I am very hard pressed to bet against Lamar Jackson in a regular season game to me he is the next regular season Peyton Manning regular season games he finds ways to win don't know how he wins you understand Sometimes his, his winning looks completely ugly, like this game. Four turnovers, one touchdown, 165 yards, 20 for 32. 68 yards on the ground, though, and just found a way to get a victory because all it took was one good touchdown to beat the Browns, 16 and 10. And... While this is great for Lamar Jackson, it's horrible for Baker Mayfield because they're getting to that point where our, I say we are, the Cleveland Browns are, getting to the point where they're trying to determine if Baker Mayfield is that dude and if we want to pay him, if we want to give him that next bag and what should that bag look like? Should it be the big bag or a medium bag? Because he's going to be deserving of a bag. Or should we play him a small bag? Basically that one-year extension bag. 
if your defense is turning over Lamar Jackson four times, then as an offense, you have to find a way to take advantage of that. Your job as an offense is to take advantage of short field situation and, and, and turnovers that your defense provides for you. Baker Mayfield wants a bag. And he wants the big bag. Remember, he lives in the stadium, so he wants the big bag. Games like this is why they question you, Baker Mayfield. Because your pastry chef side comes out more than anything else, Mr. Baker. And you look kind of softened in a Twinkie feeling when you allow things like this. So everybody loves the smell of baked goods. But nobody wants all those empty calories. Right now, Baker Mayfield, while he has helped turn the franchise of Cleveland around, is this enough for the Cleveland Browns to stay loyal to him? Are they, have they been deprived of winning so much that they need to handcuff mediocrity? Or should they use this as momentum to chase something greater? I'm going to leave you with that. When we return on Wednesday with the Mighty Sports Podcast, we'll be live at Sharky's. Yes, yes, that same Sharky's. Right down there in the corner of Pine Island and Royal Palm. Come join the show if you want to. Come sit in. We'll have some trivia. We'll give away some free blue chew. We'll play the game. Is this quarterback going to be here? We may incorporate that into our chill or no chill segment. We'll see how we do. But whatever we do, we hope that we do it with you. Continue to like the podcast. Like, share, subscribe. All of it. I appreciate it. And I hope you guys also continue to catch a wave that never subsides. This is Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm out here. Ayo, DJ Mighty. Can you please play the outro so I can stop rambling already? Fuck. Sorry, B. I tried. No, you didn't. Honest. What up? All the bandwidth in the world couldn't keep me contained. I'm about to eat some dinner, play some 2K. No lag, no lag. And no cap. <gasps> Speaking of cap. Ooh. Gonna share my talents with Podbean Live. Hair back. Always knew I'd take the pod there. Just a lot later than a lot of listeners thought. Last of the real gabbers. Well, maybe not the last. Munchkin got good mic skills. New, improved, my T podcaster. Potting down now. Last call for drinks. You guys want to watch this Nixon Brooklyn game somewhere tomorrow? I think I'm down to go watch this at a bar. Sun's out. Heard the casino got a buffet breakfast. Don't want to go far. Wild night. Tired, B. Tired. My T. Sports. We out here. Cut it off. Cut the feed.
I'm naked already. I'm not really naked. Ooh. Did you guys hear that? You guys heard that. You guys definitely heard that. I'm just gonna let this run for the next minute and a half at the end. Right. But not for not not for the video though. We stopping that shit now. Yo, raise my banner. Just cut off this Instagram. Unfortunately, I still can't turn my TV on until I'm done with you. Well, now we just say while I'm at the end of the podcast, we just chilling. Cause now it's time to say goodnight to all my mighty friends. M Y T. That spells my T. Supposed to be a fucking podcast. Fucking crazy in the bitch. Still got time? Really? Skibidi doo dah, Christopher Reeves. Crazy motherfucking bad baby is me. Wait, I'm supposed to be done recording. Why is this? Why I still got the little blue light like I'm recording? All right, let's cut this shit down. I ain't gonna have you trying to keep recording my shit while I'm not here. Nah, I mean, one that shit. Nah. Uh, we'll just...